episode number 31 of the Captain Crew cast of pods. This is the podcast for October 2016, and this is our good old traditional Halloween episode. I am your host, Rob. Joining me tonight is Ben. Hello! Bill! <laughs> the puns are right tonight. Yes. Oh, that's Kat. adorable. Hi. Aaron. Hello. And TJ. Hello. Okay, so uh, real quick before we dive into our opener here, uh, this should be the first episode or new episode that people are hearing that is on Next Level Radio. Uh, hopefully you're hearing this before the end of October, uh, if not hopefully very early, early, early November. Uh, we're going to be kind of getting everything all kind of into the mix now. Uh, ben has all the files at this point, so we should be good to go. Uh, well, you, as they are hearing this, you I will because yes. they're right next to me to give to you. Yes. So, um, so yeah, so uh, we're kind of excited now to be at our new home here. So, um, but anyway, let's get things kicked off. And the question I have for everybody tonight is this: Would you rather be cursed to return as a mummy or be reanimated as a zombie? And I'm going to start with TJ. I have uh, actually I have a question before I answer this. Okay, which curse? Because my preference would be the mummy. <laughs> Uh, with Brendan Fraser, because that's not a curse. That is, you are immortal, you control the plagues, I don't see a downside, so I'll take that one. Okay, um, bear in mind, so you're going to get buried alive, your brain's going to be pulled out of your nose while right. you are alive as well, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, you'll be coming back that way. Um, but... And then I just eat the people who freed me, and I get everything <laughs> back, and I'm a handsome, devilish man with the powers of a god. Nobody's well, we didn't go that far. We said, we, we, we are... Uh, it is you as a mummy. You're not turning into some Adonis. Okay, well, I'm still, I'm still my devilishly handsome, witty self with the powers of a god. Okay, cool. TJ, you have a face for radio. <laughs> why, why do you think I'm on a podcast? <laughs> okay, uh, Bill, how about you? Uh, I, I think if I'm cursed with undeath, I'd have to choose uh, being reanimated as a zombie. Because that means someone could just shoot me in the head and take me out. I'd be fine with it. Because you're just going to yeah. die normally. Exactly. Because yeah. it's... We didn't specify... Like, we're not talking... It doesn't have to be Romero zombies. This could be like Return of the Living Dead zombies, which means it, even if you were just buried, you're coming back. It doesn't matter. Or right. cootie zombies. Or cootie zombies. <laughs> or it could be that dead love zombies. Is that the one? Love bites or something like that. Love bites where they come no, back to the... Oh, bodies. Four bodies where the heart starts beating again. Yeah. Yeah. Look, this is the Halloween episode. <laughs> know your shit. <laughs> I know what I was talking about. I just didn't know the name of the bad movie. Okay. Bad movie! <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <clears throat> Kat, how about you? Definitely reanimated as a zombie. The idea of being a... Like, don't get me wrong. Either way, it deals with, like, a claustrophobia-ness of, like, either being buried alive or, you know, with a mummy, you'd be entombed. But it would be easier, I think, to get out as a zombie than as a mummy. And I don't like the idea of being bound in all well, that. Well, that, that's no. why you take my, my route. Because, again, you come back as a, <laughs> so as a god. Can... As a god. I mean, there was no downside to that. But I, I guess there is Brendan Fraser. <laughs> yes, see, but it's I me. I see no downside so to Brendan Fraser. <laughs> yes, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> but I get the check. What's her name? <laughs> Rachel Weiss. Weiss. So I get Rachel Weiss. Awesome. I'll take that. Until Brendan Fraser. Stops the curse and you go yes, to hell. But I'm and then you come back in the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. With the godlike powers. Oh, then you have to fight the rock. Though. Yeah, then you gotta be. So, yeah, you gotta fight the rock. A very bad CG looking rock at that. So yes, but again, I'm a good villain. I would just look at them and go, "Why am I helping you?" Oh, right, I don't care. Eat you all. Now, now you have to remember though, it is getting rebooted with Tom Cruise. So. Aww. Yeah, oh. but that's the classic mummy, not the Brendan Fraser. That's yes, but I thought Aww. Tom Cruise was the mummy. No, no. 
Oh, okay. He's the Brendan Fraser character. No, oh, okay. why? Because he's still like 30 years old. Even though he's in his 50s. Yeah. No, Plus, he's, he's, he's still big spank. He's Tom still Bruce? like the little, little We're going to check Bruce this because I don't believe that's back. true. Check he's in his 50s, check I believe. Uh, Aaron. Um, you know, I, I, I'm in a conundrum because if we're going with a mummy, are we talking about a um, something that still has the power of thinking and speech? Well, I can't remember the original mummy. The, the original Boris Karloff. Yeah. That was... Uh, Way off, buddy boy. All right, 54. 54. Like I said, 50s. So <laughs> that means kind of usually right in the middle. Um, I mean, I would assume it's thinking. Okay. Uh, I mean, I would assume the mummy's thinking because it's still ultimately going after its prey. Because I feel like with, with zombies, that's more instinct. There is mm-hmm. no higher brain function. It's more no, it's food brain. and brains. Yeah. Um, I think I would rather be come back as a mummy then because I, I I don't think I would like just to be like a brainless, yeah. you know, eating machine. So. <laughs> See, you Most don't not think you'd like to become back as a brainless eating machine. <laughs> but you wouldn't even know. So it would just be like, true. okay, nice. whatever. It's well, fun. it depends. Or do you believe that the human soul is still trapped within the zombie? Because then you might be aware of everything. Do you believe in a human soul? I was going to say, now we're getting into it. Really, I just want to creep Bill out. <laughs> We've started too late for this to come up at this point. Yeah. Time, so. Ben, how about you? Um, while I would like the powers of the, the mummy, uh, I'm afraid of Brendan Fraser. <laughs> so, um, especially when he makes a movie like Monkey Bone. <laughs> but um, I'm going to go zombie because it's pretty much, if I'm already dead, just quickly put me out of my misery. Double zap. Yep, yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go zombie as well because honestly, again, yeah, based on how you die. And honestly, I think it would be best to come back as a Return of the Living Dead one because mm-hmm. it's, then you're pretty much a zombie. But also in an internal Three Stooges cartoon, so there's nothing bad with that. Hey, I would go the Warm Bodies route, though, because Amber Heard would bring me back to life anytime. I think it was Amber Heard. No. I don't remember. Hey, People. know your shit. It's Halloween. <laughs> you did kind of walk in. There's a difference between knowing an actress and knowing a kind of zombie or the title of a zombie movie. I hang my head in shame. Okay. So, real quick, we're going to actually, uh, or do we want to wait to do this right before break? The little Let's quick do it right before break. We'll do it yeah, right before yeah, break. Give some so. time for people to mull something over here. It was um, Teresa Palmer. Ah, I knew it was something like that. Okay, well, my ass hurts. Because <laughs> my combat came back to bite me in it. All right. I had to explain that. <laughs> That's a good idea. Always preface that explanation. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, have a rough night, Beth? <laughs> We're already off the rails. <laughs> I don't know. Go rails? No, I was going to say, there's no transitioning out of that. So I'm just going to do the hard transition because it's the only thing I can think of at this point. So, uh,. Well, the first thing we wanted to kind of to go into tonight, because again, since this is the Halloween episode, everything is going to be very pretty much either horror movie themed or Halloween themed as usual. Yay! And one of the first things we kind of wanted to get into tonight is if uh, what a horror movie universe specifically we'd want to live in if we were forced to choose. This means you can't say none. Um, so as I look at TJ, because TJ notoriously <laughs> hates most horror movies, um, but if we were forced to choose. Which one you could be in, and Bill seems like he already knows exactly. I have an answer. I have an answer for okay. something horror-related. I choose to be in the Cabin in the Woods universe. <laughs> okay. Specifically, working next to Bradley Whitford. Hmm, okay. 
because I'd love to just control those things and see, you know, the teeny boppers scream for their lives as we send all the monsters after them. Yes, and then bet on it in the background. But then didn't everybody in the background of Cabin in the Woods also die? Yeah. But true. <laughs> how many years before that did they do it successfully? Oh, so they, okay. for a very long time. Well, That's a fair point. If we kind of transport you into the universe now, it's Titans and you'd just be dead. Eh, okay, so I and also, that's the other thing we gotta. I gotta ask: Are we transport? Or do we get to choose what we do in the this? This is like Ghostbusters. Choose, you know, choose how you, you know, the form of your destroyer. <laughs> okay, excellent. I know which one I'm going to. Okay. Then. So okay, so how about this? So you say your cabin woods. Okay, so we're gonna say you get to go in definitely, and we'll put you. Do you have a country preference? Because you wanted to go into this universe, but it's the entire world, and they all have their own set. England? England, okay. So you'll probably be killed by a thousand and one Jack the Rippers. Over and over and over. Okay, cool. I can deal with that. I can live with that. Or should I say, I can die with that. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, Ben, what about you? Alright, this is going to seem like a total cop-out, especially considering the fact that I'm the one that came up with this topic. Mm -hmm. Um, But considering the fact that I live in Philly, uh, Jaws. Because I'm nowhere near the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) I don't feel so bad about mine. I say you're like the biggest cop out I can. No, think that, of. that's a, that's a cop out. But if I had to choose a serious one, um, well, I don't know. If they kept making sequels, I'm sure the shark would have would found make its way a to the way. Delaware. Yeah, mm-hmm. it or, would find a way to survive in well, fresh no, water. It would, and right. swim up yeah. the it would, it would be like an, the old SNL sketch. It's just your doorbell would ring. <laughs> Candy Graham. So you land shark. Yeah, land shark. Um, I don't know. I, I'm kind of torn between two. I want to say either the Evil Dead universe. Um, uh, reboot or original? Doesn't really matter. Actually, no. It's kind of the same. Yeah, it it's doesn't still really the matter. same. Uh, I'd say the Evil Dead universe because there's people like Ash out there fighting it, uh, even though it doesn't really help. You still die a lot, uh, mm-hmm. or people still die a lot. But other than that, I, I'd almost say Child's Play because he's a fucking doll. I never understood that movie. <laughs> So, I win. <laughs> I'm holding my hand out as far as I can to the right, and I'm pretty sure that keeps the doll from slashing me with anything. <laughs> but you also have to remember but there's also the bed. son of Chucky, and oh, then there's also the, Jennifer, the, bride Chucky, the bride of Chucky. Yes, and which means you're eternally you're going to have to listen to Jennifer Tilly's voice. So yes, but if she has. Jennifer oh my god! Just strictly for that, I take it back. I don't want to. I don't want to survive. But she's got Jennifer Tilly's boobs. I'm okay with that. It's a doll. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Yes, but I could still punt it pretty let far. Me, let me preface this. The last few, you are living in an eternal John Waters movie. Okay. So that's exactly what those things become. Excellent. Yeah. So you're like, <laughs> hmm, rethinking. No. <laughs> um, so Child's Play? No, no. Or, actually, no, you, you said so you're Child's Play for you then? Evil Dead or Child's Play. Evil. One of the two of them. Okay, we'll pick. Uh, Evil Dead. Evil Dead. So yes. you're going to go down that way. Yes. Okay. Because you're gonna, you gotta figure. If you're living in this universe, you're pretty much picking your own death at this rate. It's, oh yeah, I mean that's what this is, more more or less. Which icon do you think you're more it, than yeah. likely going to be killed? By? Which one do you think you could survive the longest in? Because mm. you're gonna die either way. Yeah, you're you're fairly doomed in this. Yeah. Oh, all right, Aaron. How about you? All right. Uh, so I've thought long and hard for the last five minutes about this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I would go in the Scream universe. Um, because if you look at it, the only adults that died were the, what, the, um, the principal 
in the first mm-hmm. one. Because we're only talking about the first one. We're not okay. talking about the sequels after that. Yeah. Pretty well, much. It's universe. The so. universe. But like a majority of the time, the teenagers die or the people who are surrounded by teenagers. I do not one have a teenager in my house, nor am I a teenager. So therefore, I think I have a pretty good way of surviving Scream. That also works for Nightmare on Elm Street right yes, now. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. Mm, no, Nightmare, you're still kind of screwed because remember the parents that took Freddy down? Most of them got theirs in the first and second one. They did? No, it was always the kids. Yeah. Well, it was always the kids. No, her father, uh, uh, her father dies. And one of the other cops in the junkyard. That's right. Okay. Uh, that's true. That's the earlier that's ones, like though. Not, in the, in yeah. the modern ones, he, 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 he mostly, it was mostly so children. Actually, in all honesty, Friday the 13th, uh, not Friday, Nightmare on Elm Street is the movie Is the movie universe I'd pick. And the first yeah. thing I would do, I would sell my house and move off that Elm Street because right, apparently that's right. where the problem yeah. is. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. But <laughs> if Freddy's dead, the final nightmare, he did leave Elm Street. Yes. yes. He did. Mm-hmm. So you're screwed either yeah. way. Or there's New Nightmare, and that's that was probably even creepier. I yeah. Think. So was New but Nightmare the, the one with on the movie set? Yes. yes. New, new yeah. Nightmare was where all of the the, the pretty much the plot of New Nightmare, which I thought was brilliant, by the way, was that all of the movies, in essence, actually created an actual Freddy. Krueger. That's where he got a thumb claw. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Though, re- uh, really, I think the horror movie I would pick would be Pleasant Film. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not far off. I mean, I mean these two teenagers are coming in and killing this people's way of life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would... It, um, as strange as this is going to sound, I'd actually probably go with the Saw movies. Bye. <laughs> so basically, what? no, no, no. And, and the reason being is because I wouldn't be one of the targets. That's what you think. <laughs> that's, 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 yeah. No, that's because everybody, it, everybody that the, the guy targets doesn't appreciate their life, and that's why he targets them. I appreciate my life. He'd leave me the hell alone. Yeah, but you know they did make seven of them, and I think like six years. So they'd find a way to get to you. Yeah. So <laughs> I, let's go. Uh, Had a bad day. Eight, let's find yeah. all the happy people. Yeah. Or you know what? Let's get, kill all the comic nerds. Well, no, they're done. They're, done. they're not doing it anymore. <laughs> Give it time. Yeah, I there's know. always chance for you. How about you, guy? Funny enough, I go with Scream too. Um, like after watching the TV series and stuff. So like you want to go TV series route? Yeah, it's just it was so creative, but it's also pretty contained. Like as it would be interesting to you know be hearing the podcast that the guy does every like week the about yeah the morgue like about what goes on. But because you're not really connected with those characters at all, like you're not part of their posse, you could just listen to the podcast, be a part of the town, and mm-hmm. see the chaos and shit going on. But you wouldn't be drawn into it because you're not a teenager, nor are you related to one of the teenagers. Exactly. Therefore, you're but, safe. It'd but be fine. going by their thing, you know, they'd eventually draw you in. <laughs> 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 Everybody thinks in the, True, the but form, it was very creative. The form of very traditional. I'm going Adam's family. Because in a technical sense, that is still in the realm of horror. That's I true. I don't know. know it's about about comedy that. horror. Well, it's right. comedy, if you, but if, you went with, well, if that's the case, I'd be going like Shaun of the Dead or something. Yeah, like or, or um, well, that's still considered or thirteen Mockingbird Lane. Yeah, because you're looking at Frankenstein monsters and things yeah. like this. I mean, I, if those are our choices, then you know I'm going to go that way. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, if I had to go like in a traditional horror sense to yeah. a piece, Gremlins. I was I was that's thinking about it. There you go. Gremlins. 
And, you know, because, you know, you just don't live in that small town, or you just avoid New York for a little while. Yeah. Well, New York is great to visit for a day, maybe two, three. Then I'm like, I'm good. I'll get back home now. You can still visit New York, just don't go to the clamp building. What about what about Gremlins Two, Rob? Don't you want to be? That's what we were just talking about. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, don't go to the clamp building. (laughs) Gremlins Two is the best. Gremlins Two is awesome. It is such a shit show. What? It's amazing. That's what makes it awesome. It was the director didn't want to come back to make it. He's like, fine, if I get, I'm I'm coming back to do this. I'll do whatever the hell I want. You guys can't stop me. And they're like, sure. And they're like, let's just make a joke of everything we did in the first one. I'm like, and it was fun and stupid. It was very stupid. stupid. It was a yeah. live action cartoon. And that's when you're a but kid. Oh my god. Amazing. So Come on, ridiculous. who does not love the electricity gremlin? Okay, great. Right. No, as as a, for, a, 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 for the, disclosure, for the note, raising hands on the podcast does not have no. any kind of effect. Full disclosure: as a kid, the first Gremlins scared the shit oh, out of it was me. My cousin Michelle still it, can't watch it. No, it, 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 like it took me a couple of years to really sit down and watch it and realize how great it was. I was, yeah. I think, seven or eighteen at the time. <laughs> Seventeen or eighteen. But have you seen yeah. Gremlins yet? Nope, not all of it. Remember, we tried to watch that one time and, and I fell asleep. asleep. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't see, sure if that's why I was asking if you ever got through it yet. See, I was like seven or eight the first time I saw the Gre- saw Gremlins, and this is when I realized that horror wasn't for me because I was so I went, "Why is that guy being an idiot?" <laughs> yes, I say that about every horror movie that I watch. Right, and eventually it stopped being fun. <laughs> okay, you know we're, we'll shuffle things around here then. Uh, so, because you said, "Why are they being an idiot?" What are what are the worst horror tropes then? Oh, good God! Uh, I do not have time. Go ahead. <laughs> Let's talk about this one by one here. Okay. So, okay, go ahead. Um, when you have an opportunity to leave the house, but instead you go upstairs mm-hmm. or into the basement or into the basement. Okay. Well, or, well, usually most times if those things happen though, the front door or the main floor is compromised. So, what do you do then? Because there's a lot of situations well, where you out a window. Yes, what he said. I go out the back door. I find a closet to hide in. I take a chair and I smash my front window and go out it. Okay, so you, so <laughs> say you have multiple assailants in the house. You have the basement and upstairs. The back door is compromised. The front door is compromised. What do you do? You go up out the the roof. Yeah, and uh-huh. there's pray to God that you land safely and don't. Fall to your death. Yeah, it's not or hard to jump from a second-story window. window. No. I mean, just, yeah, and also, I would like, rolling, you'll be fine. I would like to point out that uh, there's this wonderful new technology that tends to work in about seventy-five percent of the country. It's called a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Okay, and with that cell phone, you know what I can do? I can call emergency services and go, "Hey, there's a bunch of morons in my house." You can house. also throw it at their head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as I said, the the. Exiting of a home is yeah, tro- or, the, or one of the walking, biggest okay. or walking into the, the, the scary dark woods and going, I've got a great idea. Let's split up. Oh my god! What no. the hell? Never split the party. Yes, yeah. but see, yeah. you know what though? I don't. T- I don't. I fall into that one because see, no, okay. I would very, I'm, ta- I'm talking about the. I, I would go into the woods because we watched a couple weeks ago. We watched as a group oh as above, so below, where everybody was like, oh, "I would never go in those catacombs," and I'd be like, "I would. I'd be in there in a heartbeat." No, but I'm not talking no. about that. I'm talking about like in the Jason movies or what or the. Um, but most know. of those situations, though, nobody knows there's a killer at that point. No, no, I'm, I'm talking after they found three or four dead bodies and then they go. Let's go in there and find them. Everybody split up. Why are you... Jesus. 
Mm-hmm. You might as well just hang a sign around your neck that says, kill me now. <laughs> pretty much. They pretty much are cannon fodder at that point. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. Okay. Because then you, and the other thing I really, 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 really hate about horror movies these days is it's not even real horror. It's jump scares. Having and and nine times out of ten they're cheap jump scares. That can be yeah. a trope too. Yeah, the jump. Oh yeah, jump scare. Yeah, the jump scare. Totally a trope. Well, it, it's like I said, it's the orchestra that plays up the background, yeah. and I'm like, we're just going to hit something just because. Yeah, that was one of the things they taught in um, film class because I had one class on film in school, and they like one of the things they were saying is like, if you have a good horror movie, you should be able to take out the orchestral track and it still survive on its own. Yeah, and that's and Blair that, Witch is a prime example of that. The I new think one? that is a ho- no, the, the original, original okay. had no soundtrack to it. That's yeah. true. And I think that is the only good part about that movie because I thought that movie saw uh, there was a Oh my god, I'm trying to remember the damn name of the movie. It was Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison Ford. Oh, oh uh, what lies beneath. Yeah. That was another one that barely had any score that behind it. That was excellent. And that's where the silence is terrifying Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that one was more of a like a psychological horror movie like birds was a great horror movie okay psycho was a great horror movie Mm -hmm. that didn't and yeah they they had a couple of hey ooh, scared you you know but nowadays it's like you can almost tell like they open the door to the closet and the, the the cameras on the side view so you just see the door and then they close the door down at the end of the hallway. There's the killer. Mm-hmm. Because nobody in these universes has peripheral vision. I, so. You know what? I have a trope that drives me nuts. is the disappearing parents. <laughs> oh my god, that's so It's true. like these teenagers. It's every horror Where's movie. Mom and dad are out of town for the weekend. Or mom and dad have to go on a business trip for the weekend. So <laughs> now the kids are ripe for death. It's like they're 16, 17 year old kids. That have no family members that will ever appear in this film. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, but like as a 16, 17 year old, my parents still like if they were, you know, and they granted never went out of town. But if they were, I was at my aunt's house then. I was never yeah. allowed to be home, yeah. you know, to throw the big throw like party to then everyone dies at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. Someone loses their virginity first and then dies. So that's but another first one. they say I'll be back. But. Exactly, oh. I'll be right back. <laughs> um, I want to go back to the. The jump scare trope for a minute, too, because I, I think a good example of this is, Bill, you and I were talking about this, and this is, hopefully by the time this comes out, there's been more than enough time for you to have seen it. The Walking Dead Season 7 premiere is a good example of true horror, because of the fact that I felt more tension watching that episode and the brutality that happened in that episode than I have from any horror movie that has thrown jump scares into it. Mm-hmm. Jump scares do not scare me anymore. But the pure emotion and brutality between Negan and Rick, I literally, I sat in front of my TV screen watching with my hand over my mouth because yeah. I was in shock. My stump, my heart was in my stomach. I felt true tension to a horror degree. Well, I think that because there's, there's something different about that kind of horror. Like, that is too, that's humanity. That's two people, no special powers, mm-hmm. no supernatural. It's just... Two people. When you have something that's a supernatural being, it's like I can think of like um, with Purge. Purge scares the shit out of me. It's real life. Because it's real life. Yes. It's what real people can do to other people yeah, just because they want those. to. And that's yeah. the same and thing allowed. with. And they're allowed. And that's the same thing with that Walking Dead episode. When you have something like Jason or Freddy, it's something supernatural. That's 
scary fun, but not terrifying. Oh, that's. A, uh, I think. I think that's though. Honestly, that's one of the things. That's the. That's my line in horror, though. I like a lot of horror. Mm-hmm. When you start going into this is every day kind of things, mm-hmm. it's not that it's. It's no longer fun to watch for me at that point. It is. This is not why I'm watching horror. I, I want the over the top scares. Uh, and the fun, creepy vibes of it all. But when it feels like something a normal person can do, then I'm like, this, that's goes where it goes into my brain, almost that torture porn feeling yes. where I'm like, and that to me has never been hard. It has always been, we're going to cross the line just across the line to make you feel uneasy. But mm-hmm. I still think that qualifies as horror. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, it, it is. is. It's, it it's, totally it's is. horrific. Act. He's just yes. saying that he doesn't care for that. I, 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 yeah. anytime yeah, we're... You know, just the same as you. Like, I love horror movies. Cheap scares and everything, just because I say they don't scare me anymore, Mm -hmm. doesn't mean I still don't enjoy watching horror movies. I I love them. Oh, yeah. Um, The one trope I think could probably be retired at this point, because, like, when we were watching, I guess, like, it, you know, stemmed a lot of the ones around Halloween era and on was the, um, you know, the drugs and drinking and then, like, the people having sex instantly means, like, they're going to get axed. And, I mean, like, it's gotten so telltale that it's, become such a parody trope at this point well, I mean, that it's like, oh, now we know. Like, it's, you know, throw things up a little bit. That was a lot, of the, <laughs> that was in a lot of the the realm in the 80s, early 90s mm-hmm. with that because if you think about it, who were those movies for? Like Jason, Freddy, yeah. kids. Yeah. They've always been for kids. Um, so it's... PSAs thrown in. Yeah, that's what <laughs> it, they, they kind of are. I mean, because in all honesty, what adult watched them were like, this is the best thing ever. It's mostly... Kids and teenagers that aren't old enough, quote-unquote, to see those, but that's who they're marketed towards. They made... Think of, like, certain characters out there. I mean, like, there was a, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street TV series. There was a Friday the 13th TV series. There was a, a toll line where Freddy was like, hey, call this number. Kids, get your permi- parents' permission. It's right there. It's like, this is for kids. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you even think of Freddy. He's practically... The, that, that's He's a practically cartoon. a cartoon. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean he has lines like... Well, welcome to prime time, time, bitch. You know, I mean, like, he's, yeah, he's practically he uses a too. power glove to yeah. kill someone <laughs> in Freddy's Dead: The Final Nightmare. And they had like well, the one kid in the Dream Warriors is the wizard in the wheelchair. Oh you know, God, like know. it's true. Like it's the D and D kid. I mean, like so it's meant to be relatable in those aspects. But yeah, Bill, it looked like you had about something you were about to say. No, I really got nothing. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's like zero tropes. I don't. From, I, well, I mean, those tropes exist uh, I mean I, I know you haven't seen a ton but I mean like is there any tropes that you know of from that stuff that you're like this is probably the dumbest thing I've ever heard the whole you know don't have sex in the woods cause you know one why are you going out in the woods it's not a safe place it's not clean you're probably gonna have a branch stuck up your ass <laughs> and didn't you use a car to get there exactly did we not see the original Evil Dead and what happens with trees outside let's not That's do this true. <laughs> Um, so the PSA worked. The one, one of my favorite, going back to the, one of my favorite, the funniest death scenes was when Jason killed Kevin Bacon. Uh, is that the arrow? The arrow through the neck. He's lying on the bed and the arrow through yeah. the neck. Okay. Because when they pan through the room at one point, you see the bed. And there's like barely enough room for Jason to be under the bed. How the hell does he get the leverage it, to put the arrow through Is it an arrow the, or a javelin? It's something it's coming ja- up through the, through the bed that I, should not fit under that I bed. I think it's like a javelin. The way it does. It's like, <laughs> he's down there doing click, click, 
click, click, click, click, click, click. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> I, they, yeah, I mean, it's Jason to me has some of the best. Oh, he does. Guys. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I want to say, if memory serves correctly, I was listening to a, a, a podcast recently where they were talking about the most deaths in any franchise, and I believe Friday the Thirteenth, there's 309 kills across nine movies. Wow. Well, has anybody seen the new uh, promo for the new? The game. The video game. I mean, oh, it looks oh amazing. Oh, my God. It is brutal. It is brutal. I already have it pre-ordered, and I'm disappointed yeah. that they got pushed back. Because oh. I was uh, kind of hoping to have it for yeah. Extra Life. And, yeah. I, one of my other favorite Jason, it kills, I'll put that one in parentheses, is Jason in Space. Where he oh takes the two the, the two hologram and he puts them in the sleeping bag <laughs> and he, and he starts smashing them against the, the, tree. the tree. That one and I like Freddy. I like Freddy versus Jason when he literally just takes the girl's boyfriend and just folds yes. the yes. bed up. And he's lying on his stomach and he just folds the bed up. Yeah, but again, like at that point, I'm on the bed and I see this guy over me. What the hell am I not? Or, or the bed. I mean, I'm a light sleeper. The bed moves. Holy crap! I'm gonna roll off the bed. You ain't rolling up that fast. What about what about the idea of the classic like final girl trope? Is that are, do we think we're past that at this point, or is that still this kind of a, some a fun angle? Because there's always the Scream Queens, basically, angle mm-hmm. of it, or like the the predestined to survive. It's either a guy or a girl, but I think it's I think it's, it's a more necessary often a girl. thing. It is, but I think it's necessary to have someone fucking survive because like they want to end it on some note of hope rather than like complete doom. So I watched, um, I really and I really enjoyed this movie. I don't know if everybody else saw it, but Unfriend. I thought it was really interesting, very different, and everything happens through it's through Skype, and f- you're literally oh, looking wow. at a uh, at a computer screen the entire time. Oh, that's creepy. And it's and if you watch it on a computer on an Apple, it's a little bit more scary because it's all happening on an Apple computer, pretty much. And the idea of that final girl. And everybody's like, everybody in this movie spent way too much money. Well, for yes. So yeah. Well, yeah. I wish I had the money that some of these like teenagers, quote unquote teenagers, have in this movie. But so let me tell you, when I was in high school, I did not drive a Porsche. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, spoiler: this movie's been out for over two years. If you haven't seen it yet, don't listen. So <laughs> the, the final girl doesn't. It does. No one survives in that movie. Like oh. everyone gets their gets their comeuppance, and I thought that was so freaking refreshing. They know so, so I like at the end of the game happen. because I was just happen. like, well, well that's I, awesome. I, I like <laughs> it when, in the woods. Yeah, yeah. I like when it happens, and it's not like it's not. You know, you get to the like uh, final destination. You get to the end of the movie, and then that guy dies, or it's kind of like. Oh, this isn't over, and then credits. Yeah, like, not everybody dies on screen, but it's yeah. not over. Yeah, you, you, she closes the door, and there's the killer, and then it's credits. The, maybe it's the trope of one final scare. Yeah, basically, mm-hmm. kind of. I think the other one because you brought it up, and I have to bring it up now too, is the the trope of every single teen, their families having way too much money. <laughs> yeah. I, that is a thing. Like yeah. every oh, every house every house a McMansion. Is, is, yeah. Is, yeah, is a McMansion. The every way Scream started out the TV series side note, like yeah, the the places these people live in, you're like Look, it's a town corner. Here, She's got hey, the corner. It's yeah. like we're relatable. Everybody lives in the hills, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. Like, Not only do I have boy. enough money for the two story house with the pool, I've got two cars as a single parent. But here's the other trope too, going off of that. The very wealthy girl with the guy from the wrong side of the, the tracks. tracks. Oh my god, <laughs> that's true. Or the yeah. and this is going to sound horrible, it's the one guy lives in poverty lives in poverty and is probably the black kid. 
That's true. And yeah. the first one to go usually. Well, yeah, there's yeah. The, it's always yeah. the token. There yeah. is always the, the one to- token minority. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They're getting better um, about that. Yeah, that unless, to end too. unless you are LL Cool J. Yes. <laughs> because <laughs> LL Cool J has it in his contract that he cannot die in a horror movie. That's amazing. He does not think about it. He does not die in Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. And he does not die in Halloween H2O. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Though actually, it is in though his actually, contract. I still him. think that Morgan Freeman read the first half of that script. Yeah, thought it Samuel was great. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. God, why did I think Morgan threw Freeman? Because it still would have been just as awesome. Yes, yeah. that's true. <laughs> Samuel Jackson read the first half of that script and said, this is a great movie. He got on set and he read the second half of the script and he went, what the hell is this shit? Kill me. Kill, Kill me. me. Kill me the and best way possible. The most awesome I will tell you possible. what though, I saw that movie in theaters and the moment that speech happened, that was a true... Holy shit, did that just happen? Yeah, yeah, it for really those, was. Because I don't think we said the name of the movie. Deep, Deep Blue, Blue Sea. Sea. I said it. Oh, yeah, okay. said it. Uh, but yeah, I, I gotta agree though, because like once movies do things that you don't expect, as dumb as a movie may be, because uh, I saw that in the theater opening weekend too, yeah. everybody in that theater inched up in their seats and everybody stayed there Paid for the attention. rest of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. suddenly they, kill, they killed Samuel L. Jackson. Anybody can die. Yeah, it's like the headliner is gone. Well, the one like, that everybody thought was and then the most we had Scream, the biggest person on that poster was Drew Barrymore, and Drew Barrymore is dead. Yeah, yes. first 10 minutes yeah, of first 10 minutes that was movie. brilliant. Mm-hmm. Scream, and then the TV show has done a really great job at keeping you on your toes, too. I yes. will say that franchise always keeps you guessing. I will tell you, I, I think one movie that kind of goes against tropes, and not only goes against it, but makes fun of the tropes, to a degree, um, I guess, and I guess you can still qualify it as horror because of the elements that are in it. But Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh my oh, god, that was so good. That celebrates He's... tropes in the best way yeah. by it's just <laughs> the two characters that you think are going to be the responsible, oh, the people responsible for your deaths are just the guys that are always in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, like, no, god it was damn so it. adorable. It, it totally, I get to see that. Is it, that with um, so Alan Tudyk? Alan Tudyk, Tudyk. Uh, Alan Tudyk and. Um, Oh, I can't remember his name, but uh, uh, he's the guy that was—he uh, he was in like Deadbeat and Deadbeat and Reaper, Red Reaper. Reaper. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, yep. But that—that's a movie that totally turns horror on its head, and, and it's about to get a sequel. I know, so. and I can't wait. The movie is so good. It's one of those movies that's just absolutely brilliant, and then it, it completely laughs at the tropes in such yes. a great way. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I gotta—I gotta say that's one of the best. But because we're on kind of on that same kind of you know, realm of, what, like, some of the thoughts that we have this right now, is, uh, you know, if you were now thrust upon a horror film, and you were stuck into that, who would be your team that you would draft to attempt to get through this? What would be your weapon of choice, and what is your scenario? Can, can I put caveat on this? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of that whole idea, because, like I said, you're building a team with you, what, what is your survival to, and what are you going up against? And it's got well, to be a go- What are we going up against, too? Well, how about this? I'll throw, I'll throw something at you. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. going to go with... Because I have mine whenever we're ready. All right, so yeah. whenever we're ready. You're going to go up against, I'm going to say, like, a Michael Myers or Jason type. Uh, and bear in mind, this is the, you know, Michael Myers, Curse of the Thorn, which, like, you, he gets put down with 15 riot shotguns from police right. and sits back up in the beginning of the next film. Like, we're talking the supernatural essence of these characters. Like, maybe very difficult to stop. Like, they, you know, wrap a chain around Jason and drown him in Camp Crystal. And our team has to be from other movies. Well, you create your team. I would say of characters, not friends, but what you would do. So we're going to say that's your type. 
You're in the woods and you have, none of you have cell phones. We're going to get that caveat out of the way instead of, I'm just going to call for help. <laughs> no, no cell phones. Like I was in Virginia this past summer and guess what? In the campgrounds we were there, nobody had cell coverage. Yeah. You could have your phone with you all you want. So no you cell still phones, aren't call, calling anybody. four movie characters and we're facing off against a supernatural threat. A supernatural slasher type character. Okay. That has so many ways to kill you that you can't even fathom them. Okay. Okay. So. I say, I say we start with Ben because Ben has this I win look on his face. No, no, it's not <laughs> I win look. And I only have three because I feel like I only need three. Okay. Oh. oh. <laughs> because I would be the fourth. Um, no, I, it, this would be in the, I'm going to say the World War Z world. Because I want to go something that's zombie, but I don't want to go Night of the Living Dead zombie where you could very easily outrun well, Hold like on. I, he already gave, I gave scenario. the scenario. Yeah, but that still counts. A zombie apocalypse still counts. It's a slasher sh- role. Well, no, no. He's talking about one kill, well, one we supernatural are in this, this kill. This is the only scenario. What are you going in to stop this with? It is not create your own scenario. It is oh, well, my characters, my characters that are joining me are still the same. Either way. I thought we were picking the scenario, too. Um, but my, my help would still be the same. I would choose... And they're all zombie hunters because they're just badasses. Uh, I would choose Sean from Shaun of the Dead. That's awesome. Uh, I would choose Ash Williams, Ashley Williams from Evil Dead, and Tallahassee from Zombieland. Okay. That's nice. Very cool. That would be a fun team. Yes. That would be a very fun oh, team. Oh, God. The amount of... No, because everybody would just... They would always know where you guys are because none of you will be we able shut to shut up. up. <laughs> You're all going to die in this. Yes, but we're all certified <laughs> badasses. Good time. Though. You're certifying yourself as a badass. Yes, at this point. because okay. I'm with them. It's okay. He's a diva. We understand. How about you, Bill? So uh, I I don't want to copy you. No, it's fine. But but I will definitely say Ash. Uh, because yeah, I mean he's got a boom his boomstick and he's got his chainsaw hand. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think Rick Grimes would also be fantastic. Uh, every everybody needs a little dictatorship sometimes. <laughs> and needs somebody to cry badly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Coral. Um, but let's see. As for trying to combat the supernatural element, I think I'd also have to include. Buffy. Damn it! I was thinking it would be another one too. It's okay. People can carbon copy each other. It's okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of a fourth. Oh god. No, no. I want. Oh god. What was his name? What was his name? Stranger Things. With the gap between his teeth. (laughs) Oh, Dustin. Dustin. I totally picked Dustin from Stranger Things. He could sing too. Yes, he can. That'd be my four. Uh, my my weapon of choice, honestly. I I don't think I'd need a weapon with with Rick and and Ash. With oh, I me. forgot to choose a weapon. I forgot we had to do that. Okay. Well, do you, do you have your personal weapon of choice? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I, and you're okay. You're just going. You're going bare bones on this. I, I think since I got Rick with me, I, I'd have to pick uh, Michonne's katana. Okay. You know, I could handle this stuff up close. Me and Ash could handle this stuff up close. Buffy would be there for you know vampire support. <laughs> And supernatural support. General badassery. Yeah. She pretty much general badassery. It's yeah. just general badassery. And, and we could just have Dustin, you know, guy go ride his bike and, and try to find the way to the upside down so we can get out of this crazy world with the slasher and go to some place with an even scarier monster. Fair enough. Cat, how about you? 
I'm stuck because I can't remember names. So, what was the movie? I can't even remember, like, the movie names. Um, Daybreakers. Not um, Ethan Hawke's character. Willem Dafoe's character? Yes, him. Okay. Because he was fantastic in that. And, like, just that sort of crazy... So, we get to say Willem Dafoe because that Willem covers... Willem Dafoe, period. Boondock yeah. Saints, like... Yeah. <laughs> and there was an well, like, there, there was, was a, there's a firefight. Fire <laughs> um, I would want um the stoner from Cabin in the Woods because he was hilarious, but he also was pretty damn observant. Like so, he had a pretty good grasp of what was going on what's, when what's everyone the else was like. Played him? Um, Frank Kranz because he was in Dollhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, because he was Topher in Dollhouse. I just don't remember his name in um Cabin in the Woods. Okay, I'm trying, and then Buffy for the third. And Buffy, Buffy was totally on the bill on that. You have four. You have four to choose. I know, four. I can't think of a four. So you're going to say Willem Dafoe, Fran Kranz, and Buffy yeah. Summers. It's going to be a really weird mix, but sure. I have somebody good that you may want to add to your team. Yeah? He's completely mortal. Oh, no. But he was observant, and he knew his way around shit. Tony Shalhoub's character from 13 Ghosts. <gasps> Ooh. He beat down Matthew Lillard. No, I want Matthew Lillard. Well, Matthew Lillard is a... I want Matthew Lillard from 13 Ghosts. That's perfect, thanks. Oh my god. <laughs> he was a, he was a awesome. bastard in that movie. I don't care, he was awesome. It's Matthew Lillard. It's fantastic. That's... And that movie was so good. Yeah, 13 Ghosts was fantastic. It's, yeah, what you are. it's one of my favorites. Um, so I've gone back and forth. I made a list, and this list was made prior to anybody talking, so... <laughs> Huh, but I am gonna I am gonna tweak a little bit of it. Well, Buffy, I think obviously yeah. Buffy seems to be the the gopher on the table. Oh, um, and superheroes are off the table for you, by the way. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no. Okay, so I have Buffy Summers um, for the badassery. I need um, River. River. Oh, okay. oh River. That's a good I'm call. sorry, but that chick took out how many Reavers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. At that point, Firefly was totally a horror movie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, Willow. Power yeah? Willow. Yeah. What, like, I mean, even Dar- I would Dark, take Dark oh Willow. Dark I would take Willow Dark Willow, Willow shit because off. she would take things down. Yeah. And now. Mal. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, as TJ has to reform his brain. <laughs> Just for the record, I had Superman uh, and Captain America as my Big top two. <laughs> I could have answered for you. Because <laughs> I knew Superman was going to be the first thing that came out of your mouth. I'm I win. Yeah, I know. Look, I'm trapped in the woods with Superman. I, I don't know how I'm ever going to get out of here. <laughs> All right. So I'll, I'll give mine while he, you, you reassess mentally. So I got to say right off the bat, and I'm surprised nobody else said it, Sarah Connor. Like Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor, like one of the most ultimate badasses. Um, I gotta say, she would definitely be in the mix. She was always quick, uh, quick on her feet, mm-hmm. smart, didn't trust anybody, and just kind of dove in and was kind of top notch. I'm gonna go also with another uh, Buffy alum, Giles. Yeah. Because when push came to shove, Ripper. Giles was a fucking yeah, badass. Ripper, Ripper did, did come out towards oh the end. God. <laughs> and, uh, oh, God, the last one's kind of tricky. But I think I'd go Lilu, Fifth Element. Because she was fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I, I would definitely uh, go in that realm. Uh, I don't know if I'd round out. On a fourth, I think if you were just wanted to make this kind of almost anime esque, you need a little mascot style character. So Gizmo for mo- emotional support. <laughs> I should have specified when I said Buffy, movie Buffy. Ah, okay. for, for a little bit of comic relief. 
fair I liked, enough. I liked All right. TV I got my four. Okay. Nice. What are your four? All right. So for hand-to-hand combat, I take Jason Bourne. Okay. Cool. All right. Yeah. That makes okay. sense. For brute force and the physicals, and you know, absolutely need a physical guy to help, I would get Angel. Nice. Okay. Because mm-hmm. yeah. she's going to be harder to kill than anybody Very else. Very difficult. I would have yes. gone Spike over Angel, though. I always like Spike better. But I mean, and either would be. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's TJ. He's going to go with the Boy Scout route. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for magical support, because we're facing a supernatural creature, yeah. I'd pick Harry Dresden. Oh, oh. I think you just awesome. <laughs> and, Oh, that's so true. And I didn't think books in my brain. No, and it wasn't a TV the, series. It was. It, it, well, it was, it was a, TV a TV series. That's true. Yeah. Um, Does and it was Paul Blackthorne. Yeah. yeah. And for intelligence, I'd take Data. That's awesome. <laughs> he also would fit in the brute force. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Plus, he can map out everything. He can see in the dark, and it's really hard to kill him. Actually, I'm going to replace Gizmo. Well out Alf. Yeah. <laughs> and then my, and then my weapon, my weapon of choice would absolutely be Bob the Skull. That's awesome. From Dresden. Yeah. Nice. Um, if you're going to have to choose a weapon in this mess, rocket launcher. Always take a rocket launcher. No, no, because if you take a rocket launcher, you can get blown up. Well, you know what? Because I've been thinking about this. I still have a fourth spot open. And I said I didn't need it. Well, we've got time. And I I figured out who would take my fourth spot. And it would be mainly for intelligence and magic. Merlin. Wow, the silence is the no, 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 It really depends on which Merlin, which Merlin you're talking yeah. about. Because yeah, some of my brain stalled Because it's like sort of the stone Merlin, you're fucked. Or you guys like BBC Merlin, who's like a dorky little I was, precious nugget. I was originally going to say the sorcerer from The Sorcerer's Apprentice because it was played by Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> so you're still going to die as well. No, he was awesome. Terrible. Well, no, because there's also some versions of Merlin whose his magic no, is, I, would say, I can walk into I the would, room silently. I would okay. say the Sam Neill version of Merlin. Nice. I'll take that. Okay. Yeah. that, that that's, okay. I've got a great new team. Okay. <laughs> We've got Sorcerer's Apprentice Merlin, played by Nick Cage. Cool. Stanley Goodspeed, weapons technician. <laughs> I know what From The Rock. Uh, I can't remember his name, but the lead guy in Con Air, played by Nick Cage. <laughs> oh, that was, um... um oh, new master. Um... And you got then like oh you got to round it out. And then no. Caster Troy, Caster Troy from yeah, Face Off. Well, yeah, you got to you got to mix it up a little bit. You got to do like you got to throw a version- Benjamin Franklin Gates in there. Come no. on, well, Franklin Gates. <laughs> I was going to go like his character from either Raising Arizona or Peggy Sue got married. Yeah. Yeah. Cameron, Cameron Poe. What about Cameron Poe? What about once bitten Nicholas Cage? Oh no, that was Jim. That was Jim Carrey. Snake, Snake Eyes, Nicholas Cage. Snake Eyes, Nicholas Cage would be good too. <laughs> the uh, and his cats is slowly losing their mind. If you let me go with my original group, it would have been Superman, Thanks, Captain man. America, John Constantine, and the Hulk. What the Hulk? No, and um, the Flash. Okay, because the Hulk yeah. ultimately sometimes you just can't control that. Mess, yeah, so. And my weapon of choice is the Green Lantern ring. I win! (laughs) Again, which I looked at you and said, no superheroes. (laughs) Yeah, it got all the way around the table. I'm like, my team wins. (laughs) Yeah. But you had a nice backup team. I have a nice backup team that I came Uh, up with in 30 seconds. Technically, you wouldn't, because if we go with Green Lantern Darkest Night, you'd still be screwed. Because all those guys became zombies. 
No, Captain America and John Constantine become zombies. Oh, because they weren't part of the DC universe. <laughs> John Constantine is, but he just but, didn't become a zombie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I honestly, too, just just for the sake of argument here, real quick for you, you brought Superman in. You're dealing with a supernatural entity, which yeah. is magic. Yeah. So he's which is why John Constantine's there. That makes sense, I guess. <laughs> it's why you don't bring Batman in. As good as Batman is, you know, the Green Lantern ring or, you know, the Witch Blast still takes him out. John Constantine goes, oh, that was cute. Here, let me show you what I can do. You just thought of another wizard. <laughs> Gandalf. Yes, the but Gandalf. Gandalf. Gandalf the White. Yes. Yeah, but that means his power is I create a sunrise over here, and that's about it. I'm like, hey, shall not pass. pass. No, actually, that's gray. Hold on. I know. Hold yeah. on. Still, think about this for a second. If you brought Gandalf the White into a horror movie situation, usually you just have to survive until the next morning. That's true. If you make it morning, you've got nothing to worry about. That's true. Not many people. All we have to do is make it till dawn. Click. Yep, pretty yeah. much. That was it. Let's move All on. All right, what? because there's something that Kat brought up that she had an idea of something she wanted to do for this. <laughs> and I know she's been taking notes, and I think... She's got like 17 written of them. Bill has been taking notes. <laughs> I know a couple people are already ready for this, so we're going to do this right, real quick before we go to break. I have one. Okay, well... <laughs> We'll, we'll start with these two and let them go back and forth quite a bit here okay. to, to, to roll this off. But this is a, a kind of a quick fire. So, horror movies substituting cats as the leads or the villains. So, I'm going to start. I go ahead. Titles, Bill? Yeah. Uh, Caddy. Oh, nice. Instead, <laughs> instead, awesome. instead of Carrie. Yeah. Uh, Dawn of the Meow instead of Dawn of the Dead. I see. I have a better one for that one. Okay. Yeah. I have Dawn of the Shed. Good. Oh, or the evil shed. Well, I had night of, I was thinking evil Night of the Living shed. Meow, but Night, night of the Living, living Meow is super cute. Yeah. Meow, you see me? Uh, oh no, that's not happening. Uh, <laughs> uh, poltergeist. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Instead of the conjuring, the catnipping. The meow sorcist. <laughs> oh, I like that. Meow Halloween. <laughs> Army of Catness. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Nightmare on Meow Street. <laughs> Nah. Uh, Meowstel. <laughs> you want to go for the torture porn? Kitten in the woods. <laughs> 28 kitties later. <laughs> 13 ghosts of Scooby Mew. <laughs> this is my last one. I don't know if this is a horror movie or a porn movie. I know who you pet last summer. <laughs> That's amazing. I had Meow Razor, What Meows Beneath, and uh, The Kitties Rejects. <laughs> <laughs> And we've made Ben sad. <laughs> and with that, we're going to take, I think, a quick break because I don't think any of us have anything that are going to top them. So we'll see you guys in just a few. You remember in the 60s when I invented the marsh? Well, now the time has come for me to update that smash. Since I've been out of the fright game for 52 odd years, I invited a new crew to spread spooky cheer. The first to arrive was Dr. Hannibal Lecter. He brought his own date and he seemed to respect her. They hit the dance floor with a jive and a jitter. Then he, he ripped off her face. He's pulling out her liver. That's really gross. Oh my god, what just happened? He ate her face. Yes, I know! I saw! Speaking of saw. I like to play disgusting games. He broke his jaw. That is way 
way too graphic. I'm going to faint. Surely all the other guests won't be this rude. Like this classic monster, a scary hip dude. He's got a kooky style and a spooktastic look. Oh my god, he just hung the waiter on a meter. Why? He's cutting him up with a chainsaw. It's what he does. Who is Freddy Krueger? He haunts your dreams. Ooh, he sounds like a real spooker. I murder teens. You can't escape me, bitch. Language. In my day, the monsters would just give you a spook. Nowadays, it seems they all just want to make you puke. Ah, the human centipede. That sounds like a hit. Wait, the ones in back have to eat the front one's shit? Enough! The party's over! Everybody out! You all have no idea what Spooktober is about! And we're back, and I'm still mentally thinking of the 13 Ghosts of Scooby Mew. <laughs> That's all right, I've had, I've had the Gremlins theme stuck in my head. That's okay. For like, the uh, past 20 minutes. So actually, one of the things we were also thinking about real quick was uh, something like, because we were talking about, you know, things that scared us during the break, and we the idea of video games came up, and... The what were some of our favorite scary moments from video games, and I figured we'd get a chance to talk about that really quick tonight. Uh, so who has one right off the bat that makes that just makes you think of horror? <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, my husband has decreed that I am no longer allowed to play that with his tablet because I have thrown the tablet across <laughs> the couch. The best moment. So we're sitting, we're sitting, we're watching some stupid TV show. I'm on my computer on the other side of the room. My wife's got my tablet sitting in the corner of the couch, and all of a sudden she screams, chucks the tablet up in the air, and it hits the cat. The cat goes tearing out of the room, okay? And I'm thinking, oh my God, something landed on her. She broke something. She turned. She hurt something. No, something jumped out of her at Five Nights at Freddy's. That's she, what the entire game is about. I know, though. I know, and I can't. I, you know what? I get so anxious, and I love it. I really do love playing it. I love playing horror movies. Like I love playing Until Dawn, and I think Bioshock is partially a horror movie or a horror video game. I love those. But Jesus Christ, Five Nights at Freddy's puts my blood pressure through the roof. I can't play I, it. I've just started Until Dawn. That's amazing. I, it's, yeah. it's great. Excellent. I just started. To choose your own adventure horror book. Yeah. yeah. And the cool thing is, I mean, you can replay that game There's, numerous yeah, times and never get the same thing. You yeah. can actually, if you're good, you can apparently get all of them to survive. Yes, you can. Really? And it's yes. apparently incredibly difficult. Even I'm the two good, that die in the very beginning of the yes. game? Yes. No, no. no. Well, those the two sisters, die, the sisters but everybody die. Okay. That's the really catalyst characters. Yeah. So, yeah. I was going to say, because that would build the, that has yeah. to build the story. No, everyone yeah. who comes to the, the, like the, the, hotel. the no, whatever, the incredibly huge house that it's this a, family owns. Is it a hotel? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I just thought it was a cabin. A ca- like, like, like the, no, it's, cabin it's, it's a hotel, because I, like I said, I just started it, oh, okay. so it's, it's fresh in my mind. So yeah, it's a hotel. It, everyone yeah. who goes there the next year can survive if you are good. I have yet to have that happen. I haven't gotten that far yet. I, I, got, I just got to the point where they're all just getting to the hotel. Okay. So um, hopefully I'll get to play it a little bit more. Bill, so I played plenty of games that don't really qualify, uh, you know, you could say as horror games, but they definitely have scary moments, like Dead Space. Um, Dead Space was fairly creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Dead Space is actually probably on my Pretty list horror. of like top five scariest video games. Some of the Bioshock games, you know, because some of the places were really dark, except for Bioshock Infinite. That no, was yeah, bright yeah. as all hell. Um, 
even some of the, like the the Deus Ex games, there's some parts where it's it's kind of dark, and if you don't have your your augs on you, you're you're pretty much screwed, and you'll get scared. But and even um, PT, what was it, playable teaser <gasps> yes. or something like that? That was really scary, but that was almost like watching a horror film. The game that scared me the most was a game for the GameCube called Eternal Darkness Sanity's mm. Requiem. <gasps> yeah. Yes. Because you're playing through the game and the game starts to try, you know, it tries to mess with your sanity. And at one point you're going into a room and then the whole GameCube logo comes back on the screen and you're like, wait a minute, did my game just reset? I didn't get to save. Oh my God, all the hours of work that I just put in, I didn't get to save. And then it comes back to where you were. And then it'll say, hey, please reconnect the controller in port one. And your controller's still connected. And you're like, what the fuck's happening? The game is actually really, there's not just, there's there's a moment where you randomly, it happens at a random point in time because you have a sanity meter. And when your sanity meter tops out, I remember playing the game, walking into a room and my character's head just fell off. (laughs) And I'm like, how did I die? What just killed me? And then it flickers again and you continue to walk. They, yeah. they mess with the player. The game actually, you said it goes the the GameCube logo. There's also a almost Windows-like blue screen that yeah. happens in that game. The blue screen of death looking kind of thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that oh game. Wait, you remember the uh, Arkham uh, Asylum? Was yeah. that the first game? Yes. yes. Or, oh, we're Scarecrow, yeah. yeah when the body the, bags, the, when you walk into the morgue. No, no, no. I'm, I'm thinking of when the PlayStation resets... And yeah. suddenly you're walking down the hallway as the Joker escorting Batman. That's what Eternal Darkness oh, was. Yes. Yeah. They, they did it too there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that that was really just mess with the player type of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Other horror games, uh, Fatal Frame was a fantastic I was just one. thinking was, about that. Fatal Frame was terrifying. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. terrifying. Going I didn't finish ba- it. Going back to, because re- I, I, I just actually rewatched a walkthrough of it. Not as scary as I remember it. <laughs> the graphics are shitty. Have you, have you seen The Curse of the Shrine Maiden, the newest one? No. That's the one they made for Wii U. And if you guys out there don't know what Fatal Frame is, Fatal Frame, the whole uh-huh. idea is it takes place in a Japanese village. And it is somebody has basically, there's ghosts coming after you. The, but the only way you can stop them is with a old camera. And you have to capture them. It's the only way you can see them. It's the only oh, way you can see them. Sense. But that also makes it horrendously terrifying when things happen. But the way this works, though, with the Curse of the Shrine Maiden is it's only for Wii U. You have to use the Wii U gamepad. That's your actual camera. Oh, God. And it's terrifying. Like, there's a demo up there for anybody that does have a Wii U. Highly recommend. Just grab the demo because it's the first episode, which is, I think, 100% free. And then everything else you do have to pay for for the rest of the episodes. But absolutely terrifying game. And the second one specifically, which is uh, Shrine of the Butterfly Maiden. I think it's the Fatal Frame 2. But... Mm -hmm. Terrifying, terrifying game. Oh my god. Kat, how about you? I, I know... The, probably like what we were talking about a little earlier is the only thing I can think of is um, like moments in Dragon Age and stuff like that that were really dark. Funny enough, I actually did think of um, one of the creepiest moments in Dragon Age, I thought at least, wasn't in either any of the like main games, was actually in the uh, In Awakenings, which was the... Side story. Yeah. yeah. It was like the expansion for yeah. Dragon Age 1. I mean, it was a fantastic expansion. But um, there is a creature called the Architect in there. And there's this one point where you're in... I'm trying to think. It was like when you were getting the elf chick. But like you are in this abandoned mine. 
and the architect and like they guess the way they did it um the architect's watching you and you can you get that feeling of being watched and it's it's really creepy i mean they did a great job at really expanding the monsters and kind of setting the tone with that one i gotta say one of the ones that i'm surprised nobody said is by today's standards it's not scary but the original doom i remember playing that for the first time on my dad's computer all the lights off and going into a level where there is no light and it's almost all dark with this little things glowing, like burning barrels in the background. And you would hear the monsters growling all around you, not knowing. And like being like eight or nine when that game came out, you're like, this is terrifying. Because it was those sounds from Doom still are with you in your head if you've played that game. You know what the doors sound like, the growls, all those things really, really clearly. I remember it was at the end of the first the first quote episode of the original Doom because it was shareware. At the end of the Aww. first episode, you stepped into a teleporter and it was it was this. It was just dark and you hear the, the sounds of the monsters around you, and then it lights up and just you're surrounded by all these monsters, and it's obviously not something you're going to live through and it's scripted and you know, that's where the episode ends. Mm-hmm. But it's just oh yeah, yeah. The original Doom was terrifying. Yeah. I mean, that, and it's hard not to bring up the original Resident Evil. Uh, the first time the dog, like, opening the front door in that game, and, you know, they have the little CG cutscene of the dog getting in your face, the first Cerberus that you ever see. And it throws you for a loop, and then when you're actually getting back to the game, and you walk down that first big hallway in the game, and the dog bursts through a window in this very quiet moment, there's no audio cues to think of, and I remember watching so many people play the sequence, and throw a controller across the room, just be absolutely terrified because it was one of the first time a game's done that in that level. For, so, yeah. for me, it was uh, my brother and I ran it Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what two? Two is on my list. Yeah, Silent no, no, Hill no, two. I it, found it, creepier than one. Yeah, no, no. It was Silent. It, Silent Hill two was for the PS two. PS two. Yes. Yeah. So it was the that original one. was PS one. Yes. Yeah. So it was that one. We rented it. We we decided we're gonna play with all the lights off. We played with oh, all God. the lights out, and we're like ten, fifteen minutes into it. It's getting really tense, and a car backfires. Okay, so I clawed my way out from under the couch. My brother's peeling himself <laughs> off the ceiling. We're like, what the hell was that? <laughs> but see, you know what though? When it comes to playing horror video games or video games that are meant to be horror or scary. I'm I'm a traditionalist. I only play them at night, and I play them with the lights off. Mm-hmm. I don't play them during the day with the lights on because it takes away the effect. Silent Hill 2 was one that I loved playing, and I, I got the chills from it playing it. Another one that was, is more recent that I, I played through recently, um, I played through Outlast, which yeah. really I loved because unlike Silent Hill and Resident Evil, you can't fight back. In Outlast. No, you can't. You pretty much <laughs> just try to survive. Because That's another all game you, you run and hide. <laughs> you hide and you have That's a video a camera. Game. That is all you have. But number one on my list, and I had a feeling nobody was going to bring this up because I don't even know if anybody remembers this game. It's from 1995. It's an old Windows 95 point and click game called Phantasmagoria. Yes. Oh, yeah. People do remember that yep. game. Huh? I would have said, if you're going to do that, I was like, you're going to do one of two, because it's the same year. It's Phantasmagoria, or I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. Yes. It's one of the two of but them. But Phantasmagoria, I remember playing when I was in high school, 
and that game scared the shit out of me because I played it traditionally at night in the dark. So that game was almost rated adults only. Mm-hmm. You played it in high school. Uh huh. Right. I mean, honestly, like even the seventh <laughs> guest I remember, like oh, oh, yeah. a couple years prior to, was another one like that. It's mm-hmm. just a puzzle game, but Phantasmagoria had sex scenes in it. Yeah, it did. Uh huh. The eleventh hour, too. <laughs> yeah. No, I heard the new one suck. Never said my parents knew I played it. <laughs> I played it though. I, mean, I can say too because you did bring up the Batman games. I gotta bring up just the there was a moment in Arkham Knight that I had my headphones on. I was sucked into the game, wasn't thinking of anything, and Cat laughs her ass off at me because I'm like I like do this full on body spasm because <laughs> I grapple off onto the edge of a building, pull myself up, and Man Bat gets down in your face. You don't even know he's in the game. And screams directly at the screen, and I've got 5.1 <laughs> headphones on. So Kat just sees me make this terrified like, face, well, yeah. and it looks like I'm probably having a seizure. And she doesn't hear the sound, but I'm like, oh god. And she's just like, what? And I'm like, I didn't see that coming. It was this massive jump scare, and I'm like, I feel like a moron. <laughs> I have not played Arkham Knight yet. So I cannot uh, attest to that. It's like the, the shark moment in Arkham yeah. City. It's that moment again. And you're like, God damn it. And they do the fucking shark. The same damn shark shows up in Arkham Arkham Knight again, too, on you. So, um, But yeah, like I said, there are definitely some serious classics, though, I think, out there for... If you're trying to get into the mood of Halloween, especially this time of the year, there's some really awesome choices, but... Yeah, I definitely would suggest uh, definitely checking out each of the ones we talked about. Because for the most part, you can jump on Steam and get most of these dirt cheap, if not on good old games. Phantasmagoria is on Steam! <laughs> of course it is. I haven't played that game in over a decade now. I know what I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Don't do it. It's not as good as you remember. I don't care. It's nostalgia. The only one I wish you could still get, though, is Eternal Darkness. Because that one you just... You want to know, know what I want to get, get that I haven't been able to find anywhere? Gabriel Knight. That's on uh, that's on GOG now. Go oh, games. really? Yes, it is. All of them. Oh, good. Uh-huh. I might have to go check um, that out. All right. Well, real quick, wanna, before we dive into just full-on Halloween discussion, there's one other thing we kind of wanted to bring up with uh, horror films, which this is not quite our normal, but if there's a property that we could take, and a pre-existing property, and reimagine it, though, as a horror film, what would it be for you guys? I got one. I'd like to go. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I got I got a really good one, but I want to get it out before anybody else does. If you take Smart. it, I'm gonna be so mad. And, and, and I'm kind of stealing this off of somebody else, but I'd reimagine Batman. Okay, that wasn't mine. Okay, <laughs> as a straight up horror. As a straight up horror movie, but I wouldn't have Bat. Batman's not the main character. Yeah. You're following a group of criminals. <laughs> <laughs> and Batman's the supernatural stalker. <laughs> See, that would be really, really cool. Good. That would be a really unique take on this. Okay. So you have like a gang, you get the entire heist, because like the first half hour is the setup for the heist, mm-hmm. set up for the plan. Then they go in, and slowly but surely they're picked off by this mysterious force that just seems to be everywhere and they can't kill it. That would be cool. That would be really cool. Okay. So it would be a. Firefly spinoff movie called Reavers. And it would just be... <laughs> Everybody dies in season But it would be like you would... Because that's the thing. It's a is like, movie. You never really see a lot of that. But the, the like parts in those episodes where the Reavers were involved were terrifying. They always made it so scary. So if you had, like, you know, the episode when um, they got the guy back from mm-hmm. um, 
the wreckage and stuff. If you had the movie be what happened there, like, that's fucking terrifying. That'd be a really good horror movie. Yeah. Aaron. I really hope I'm not taking Ben's Willy Wonka. Um, nope, not mine. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, but you oh did take mine. Sorry. <laughs> they're in this, and so I just hard. recently rewatched the um, Gobstopper, the Gobstopper trailer, yeah. which with Christopher Lloyd, where they yes. re envision Willy Wonka, and that was terrifying. When I saw that, yes. I'm like, I want this as a movie so incredibly bad. If you haven't had the chance to watch it, jump on YouTube, look up Gobstopper movie trailer, which is just a fan made trailer, but. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd is a, a oh deranged, evil Willy Wonka. Did they also do a recut oh, of some of the original too. movie it's to make so it look like a horror movie ridiculous. with Gene Wilder? I think they did. I think oh, some. Yeah, of the they did do a recut yeah. of the trailer. But Just the, the same they did a recut of The Shining to make it look like a family yes. film. <laughs> well, it's like the Jaws one, dude. Must love Jaws. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. But yeah, Willy Wonka I think would be a fantastic oh horror movie. Well, that kind of almost reminds me of Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland is meant to be a horror. I mean, oh, yeah. Tweedledee and Tweedledum are psychotic. In the original book, in the Grimm's Fairy Tale book, but that's not mine either. The Lewis Carroll book. Lewis Carroll. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Ben, know your shit. I know. <laughs> um, mine is a comedy that I think would be fantastic as a horror if done right. Clue. <laughs> oh yeah. Aww. Yeah. Because the elements are already there. It's basically a slasher film, basically, where people are getting picked off one by one. Yeah. You just don't know who is going to go. Enclosed enclosed in a house, remove the humor, add more gore and blood. Mm -hmm. You've got a horror movie. Yeah, that's a good point. That's really good. You gotta keep Tim Curry in it though. Well yeah. Well yeah, I mean because Tim Curry. Go Rob. <laughs> uh, actually, I am gonna actually go with because you brought up Alice in Wonderland. That was my backup, but because I want to <laughs> see, I actually want to see the American McGee's Alice adapted into an actual yeah. yes. full-on horror film. I love cool. the concept and idea of that. That what they did is the backbone for it, and they never really fully fleshed it out. They gave us ideas of it, but we never got to see the full full culmination of that. I feel like we got part one, part two, and never the closing chapter of that. But it was so warped and fucked up and twisted. And I love this idea of this evil, dilapidated wonderland that was just decimated. Like, absolutely decimated. Like, it was that shriveled up Cheshire cat that was all skin and oh, bone. Alice insane in an asylum. All these things were so brilliant. Cat. I have another idea. Um, you would take, like, modern day My Little Pony... Friendship is magic, and <laughs> you just stole bills. Oh no! <laughs> go on, go on, go on. And then that would be the horror movie, and you just have someone like, but they're like serial killers. The serial killers, killer but they puns? have that temperament. They Care still have happy. the super happy, but they're like murdering people with smiles on their faces. It's adorable. This may go a little too far. All right, you're allowed to go as far as you want. Yes, Bill. Teddy oh. Rupspin should be a horror movie. No, no. <laughs> it's a TV show. You reimagine as a horror show. Lasted seven seasons. The West Wing, the Republican edition. <laughs> <laughs> We're already living that horror right now. See, I told you I might go too far with it. Well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> what about um, How to Train Your Dragon? Oh, Ooh. that could actually be really interesting. Which, they're my all-time favorite animated movies. So, so to see them turned into like horror. When, like, think of them as like 
hardcore, hardcore Vikings going up against yeah. this severe yeah. dragons. That, dragons. Yeah. And you do have the Toothless, which is, and the one, like, you, you keep, like, Toothless and Hiccup, like, the, themselves, but everything else is very brutal, yeah. very intense. Dragons are picking off people in this village, just destroying families all this whole night. So we Vikings mix, are actually raiding villages. And, yeah. We mix the TV show Vikings with the movie Reign of Fire? <laughs> no, because Reign of Fire was never good. That's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> I no, no, no. There are a handful of good moments in Reign of Fire. Yes, like but when they acted on Star Wars. I was going to say, there's no part of it that had anything to do with dragons. Well, yes. No, mix the, mix the, the, the TV show Vikings with the dragons from Game of Thrones. Yes. And you've got a horror. I could see that. That would actually be really cool. And I got to yeah. agree, though. We just finally watched uh, How I Tra- t- uh, How to Train Your Dragon like in the last two or three months. I know. This, the first one or the second Both. one? Both. The first one We've was never my seen the first one was my oh. all time favorite animated movie until the second. The second one will then rip your heart I know, out it through your chest. All over yes. it. It's like <laughs> I cried multiple times during the second one. That is totally. Well, Kat fair. fell asleep for this small little window, and she woke back up. What happened? Oh, she's like, "What happened? What did I miss?" And I'm like. Well, Hiccup's father's dead. And she's like, huh? I was like, yeah, Toothless just killed him. She's like, what? (laughs) Oh, whatever. We had our rules of spoilers. We're fine. Just saying. It's been, like, the third one's ready to come out in the next year or two. So That's apparently going to be, like, completely heartbreaking. As if the second one wasn't already. Okay, we're going off. I know. (laughs) Just a bit. Back to back to Vikings killing dragons and dragons Welcome to the How to Train Your Dragon podcast. Harry Potter is a horror movie. Oh, yeah, that could be actually. (laughs) What? There were already kind of parts where it was. Well, no, like like, really dark. Before Harry Potter was born, the rise of the Death Eaters. No, I'm just talking. No, I'm talking straight Harry Potter. Because think about this. Harry Potter was straight. Yeah. (laughs) Think about this. I take you as an 11 year old and throw you into a castle where the floors move where ghosts are around where pictures talk to you like they can trick you you're scaring okay. me where there's a three-headed <laughs> dog that wants to gnaw on your bones like, where yeah, there's one teacher that hates you and there's a troll that can come in through the door through the basement like all the elements are there you just tweak them that's true you just lightly lightly tweak each one of them and yeah, that could of him be happily going it's being forcibly taken wakes yeah. up at hogwarts and yeah you you're a wizard harry click oh my god where the hell am i how come i can't get home can I? you can turn a couple of the uh actually most of the star trek tv series into horror films i mean tng would be all about the borg yeah. And oh, yeah. Society. Or Q. Or Q. Well, so would Voyager, though. Well, the Voyager, you know, was is more of the, you know, what's out there in the darkness. That's true. That's true. TNG could all be about, you know, well, we well, know about this society. Why are they gone? Yeah. Where did they go? It's like and then Horizon. Yeah. Deep Space Nine is what's on the other side of the door. Exactly. Yep. Uh, Actually, that's more like Event Horizon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Event Horizon was cool. um, the, the, the original like series, the scariest fucking movie I've ever seen. The original series is how scary can Shatner's acting become? <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying it already was a horror? It was a horror show. <laughs> Nobody got what we were trying to do. Because you bring that up, I gotta say as well then. 1966 Batman re as a straight hardcore horror. That would be amazing. Agreed. I could see Adam West running around just 
scared out of his wits. Well, you just put it into my idea. Yeah. 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 The word now the supernatural creature that's taking out the criminals is Adam West. <laughs> what? <laughs> All these criminals. Oh, that'd be he amazing le- because he leaves out and randomly does the Batutsi. <laughs> well, it's not even that. I was like, when people like their room darkens out and you hear somebody scream, and then all of a sudden on the screen, pow. But <laughs> <laughs> Josie and the Pussycats. Actually, there's a really Afterlife with Archie, man. Afterlife with Archie just did an yeah. issue where the Josie and the Pussycats are vampires from the 1920s who have reimagined themselves as new girl groups each time. Really? Yep. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, actually, the funny thing is CW midseason this year, uh, Riverdale yep. starts. Uh, and they did say that they're planning on doing a couple Afterlife with Archie-esque stories yeah. for fun in every season. So it'll be the kind of Halloween-esque episode. But they're, since they're midseason, they'll, they said they'll obviously be... In the middle of the summer, which, which or is like fine, that, because, uh, which is fine because it's like it's been three years since this started, and they're only on issue seven. Uh. Yeah. Uh, any other last ones people can think that they would love to see fully reimagined? Peter Pan. Ooh, that would be super creepy. That could be really because cool. it's already kind of hinted at that the pirates kill the lost boys. It just never you never see it. It never goes that far. It never yeah. goes that far. Mm-hmm. But there's it's an just, obvious reason why they're scared of them and yes. they're running away from them. Yeah. So I mean, you could definitely tell a story there. Like you think the really traditional, over the top, vile, evil yeah. pirates. Also, the fact uh, that some random guy comes in and steals the kids at night. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, like yeah. the evil Peter Pan's land. Because like the evil Which Peter once Pan's upon a time land, did. Which they did. Yes. Yes. And I thought that was creepy and I liked it. Yeah. I think that would make a great horror movie. And the idea of the shadow too that they did. Yeah. As oh, well. Yeah. That was really yeah. cool. Yeah, unfortunately it was well once upon a time and that was the biggest problem. Yeah. So <laughs> a show that has so many great ideas and the worst execution on half of them. Yes. But all of the National Treasure movies. God. <laughs> I was trying to say... Actually, no, that page. would be cool to see, like, think about it, though. Like, uh, something, one of those things that was, like, we have to put the pieces of the puzzle together to close off, like, the eldritch horror from coming to be, things mm-hmm. like that. I Can mean, you, you, imagine? Could, you could totally throw Benjamin Franklin Gates into a okay. Cthulhu mythos. Uh, actually make Stargate a... Straight up horror franchise. Yeah. Oh yeah, they open up a portal to you know yeah. one of the worst things possible. I mean, well, the movie kind of touched on it. So the sort of. TV show. I mean, it's more sci-fi than horror, but yeah, they do sci-fi horror does blend a lot though. Yeah. What about Highlander? That was already horror. <laughs> I mean, uh, we were talking about turning it horror. <laughs> I don't like you anymore. <laughs> Highlander was fantastic. No, we're not, we're not, we're not talking about Sean Connery's accent as a Spanish swordsman, but... Ramirez was great. But, I mean, on a more serious note, I mean, also, like, kind of similar to Peter Pan, what about Aladdin? Because Jafar himself, if you really expand what his true power Pretty as much a any sorcerer... Di- in the grand scheme of things, any Disney movie would make amazing horror films. Yes. Well, maybe not Big Hero 6. Well, <laughs> the traditional animated Disney uh, okay. Not yeah. the Pixar. Not no. not the well, Pixar. Toy Story. Pixar. Toy Story would make great. Toy horror Story movies. would actually be yeah. a really good horror movie. There was a portion of the horror movie. I'm sorry when those those toys came out from under Sid's bed. Oh yep. my god! Yeah, those <laughs> those were fucking so creepy. Play nice. <laughs> actually, there's another one. It's a really obscure '90s movie. I'm sure at least one or two people at this table have seen it. 
Robin Williams toys. Yes. yes. Reimagined yes. as yes. a horror. That film. was almost Absolutely. horror. It was really close. It was skating this really fine line because everything about that movie was slightly unsettling. But if they just took it the next step, that could have been fucking terrifying. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Joe Cusack in that movie is really off-putting to begin with. Is that the sister in yep. the movie? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You find out she's like a cyborg at the ass end of yes. the movie. But still, if like it was I mean Robin Williams was even more unhinged than he usually is in anything. And that well, that's was... when the coke was really hitting. I mean, <laughs> no, he was off it. By he was clean. Oh, really? He was yeah. clean by that point. Like mid eighties is where he cleans up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you're talking to like I, a Robin Williams fanatic over here. Yeah, I, I, I was. I got mixed up on the timeline. I forgot when that. <laughs> I really love toys. Yeah, toys. I thought was a fantastic. movie. It had its moments. Yeah, actually, no, because we did bring it up earlier. Though when we, we when I said you know Adam's family. What would Adam Sandler as an actual horror film look like? Or creepy, even, <laughs> or even the monsters? Oh, actually, yeah, the monsters. I think the monsters is a better avenue because the Adam Sandler is just a weird family. Yeah, the monsters is. Well, if you look at the monsters, the originally unaired episode was that it had the creepy music. It, but it was in color. It was not in black and white. And they were going for that classic Hollywood Universal Studios horror movie, and then they changed it because they realized it wasn't going to fly. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Is there any last ones we can think of? I can't think of anything else. You good? I'm good. Okay. I'm really good at this point. Alright, well, because, you know, we are now less than a week away from Halloween. Um, it makes us, because I know a lot of us right now are still putting the finishing touches on our costumes or waiting for pieces to still arrive, and it's, it's kind of terrifying waiting to see if they will or not. That's a horror movie all in itself. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, oh, God, my brain just went to Halloween 3, Seasons of the Witch. That was a bad... It's a bad place to go. Um, <laughs> but what was everybody, everybody here's first kind of fandom-oriented Halloween costume? And maybe, like... Not as much like, oh, if you dressed up as, like, Freddy or Jason, but I mean, like, what we view as fandom now um, was the first one you can think of. I was three years old, and I picked this costume. I dressed up as Darth Vader. Nice. I actually have, and I, and I pulled up the picture on my Facebook. I know none of the listening audience can see it, but I was a three-year-old Darth Vader. That's at a time when like my mom's like, Don't awesome. you wanna be a princess? No, I wanna be the Sith Lord. Oh my God, <laughs> and I so actually cute. my parents have video of me walking from house to house going dun 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 and that's... my parents bought stormtrooper masks and they followed me around as I trick or treated. But that was my and my mom looks at me a couple years ago and goes, I didn't realize you were gonna be so geeky. I was like, Mom, I was a three year old Darth Vader. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a given. That's amazing though. I have so a couple. Cute. I have a couple before my first real fandom costume. I mean, I was Teddy Ruxpin. We talked ah! about that. Yeah. Uh, I was. An, I don't know if I would call that fandom, no. though. I was an Eminem. I was really good. I was the red Eminem. You would have been the red Eminem. But my real first fandom costume, and my mother made my costumes. Like she made my costumes by hand for like the first four or five years, and I was Leonardo. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Leonardo, she made this nice big green and stuffed it all with stuffing shell on my back, and I actually had all the green face paint as well. I was a fucking awesome Ninja Turtle. (laughs) It's like, I was really like, because my mom was like that too, so 
she made me a Darth Vader costume my first when I was three, Aww. and then when I was four, I was Rainbow Bright. That's with the full, like, like yeah. it looked like a stuffed costume, like, you know, because oh everything God. was very, wow. like, it was very Japanimation before yeah. that really became yeah. popular here. But it had that very, like, stiff look and everything. Oh, and that's I had the so yarn cute. hair. Yeah, I was oh lucky. God, that's awesome. I remember the first costume I ever did. We're talking fandom as in, like, something we had seen on television or film that we wanted to be like Halloween. Your right? obsession. Like, it was yeah. like... Well, it wasn't an obsession, but I just remember... Maybe it was an obsession at the time, but I remember it was 1988, showing my age. Uh, I was about nine, eight or nine years old. I had just seen Monster Squad. So I went as the mummy. Aww. From the Monster Squad. That's precious. And it was nothing... My mother at the time worked at a hospital... So it was just a lot of gauze that she brought home <laughs> that we threw in dirt to dirty it up. Oh, that's we so bought precious. a skeleton mask and yeah. we just wrapped my body completely in gauze that's all adorable. the way up around the skeleton mask so that it looked Aww. like I had a skull face with the mummy wrap around me. Like Very that. nice. Yeah. I gotta say, for me, like one of the first ones I can really remember, uh, my mom did a Bugs Bunny costume for me because I was obsessed with Looney Tunes as a kid. Oh. Like, absolutely obsessed with Looney Tunes. Yeah. Uh, so it was, yeah, either Bugs Bunny or at least by the time I was five, uh, I was Batman. And this was based off of watching the 66 Adam West show in reruns. So I, but I mean, it was more of like the traditional black Batman suit, like what we were would later see in 89 with the Michael Keaton Batman, but. Uh, so yeah, and I used to, I remember I used to wear that not just at Halloween. That was like one of my go-to things to run around the house in was Batman. Okay, Ben Wyatt. <laughs> oh God, Darren Christ. That is true. <laughs> I actually went as Michael Keaton Batman the year that after. So 1989. Probably like the following year after The Mummy. Yeah, I went That's as so Michael Keaton Batman. And I remember it in particular because my aunt, who was maybe only five years older than me, took a crack at making the mask out of latex. Did not come out that well, but I still wore it because I'm only like nine years old and I'm yeah. thinking, this is awesome. Yeah. I have a homemade mask. Looking back on it, the mask was horrible, <laughs> but it was the the cowl with, you know, the points and the symbol yeah. that all Aww. fell over like a black shirt and black pants and everything. Oh, that's awesome. And so I have two. My very first, I'm not going to go with my very first costume, but the second costume, I'll, I'll tell you the first costume in a minute, but my second costume was the Batman costume. My grandmother. <laughs> oh my God, that's so precious. My grandmother made it for me. You look like marionettes in that picture. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. <laughs> um, it's a Batman 66. It's yeah. super yeah. precious though. That's awesome. Um, I but, think that was the mask I had for the one my mom yeah. and me. Like, well, it was probably around home. the same time. Most yeah. likely. But my, like first, my first one it, um, will show you how obscure I went in my original fandom. I was the greatest American hero. Oh, dear God. <laughs> I thought I had a picture of it. but uh, Say, I can't find I it, can't but find I love it. that picture. But I was, uh, my grandmother made it for me. I was the greatest American hero. If you don't know what that is, go look it up because it's fantastic. Um... What's this, uh, the song title? What was it? Oh, I don't remember uh, anymore. It's been so long. Believe it or believe not, it or not <laughs> came oh from that God. series. That's Everybody so most funny. most likely remembers. Uh, for those of you who've never seen the Greatest American Hero, you used to watch Strong Bad. There is the one where they believe all believe it or not. <laughs> that's where they all come out dressed as the same character for on Halloween. It's so funny. The okay. Great American it Hero was, costume. It was the story about a guy who locked into superpowers. 
Interesting. That's so and funny. I loved it. Yeah. Cat, <laughs> how about you? Um, so funny enough, anyone who knows me is gonna be really confused by this, but I really like I you know, we did basic dress up. We the did cage. like the most boring costumes well, um growing up until like I got into anime around fifth grade and so I started doing anime costumes for Halloween and nobody knew who I was. What was your favorite like, one that you've done for for an anime one for Halloween that you did. The first anime one I did was actually, it was based on, it was Tenchi Muyo. It was Aika. Oh, yeah, there you go. I did that one. And honestly, I just got a, like, Mulan kimono and So everybody probably hair. just thought you were Mulan. And purple hair. And, yeah. But, um, yeah, because it was funny. Um, I was looking at the old pictures. We were talking about it. Um, hold on, I'm finding the thing. We were talking about it the other day. I was talking about it with folks. But apparently, we did the Irish thing, which was like, you don't need a costume. You have some sweats, and you can paint on them. And because <laughs> I was talking about it with, like, a multitude of other, you know, Irish kids. And we were all like, yeah, that's exactly what we did. I'm like, okay, so it wasn't just... <laughs> so we had... Skeleton and cat, because we painted our sweats. <laughs> oh, that's so cute! As oh TJ is showing gosh. a shot of him as the great American, great American, American hero. <laughs> how about uh, how about as adults? Was there what was a big fandom costume that you've done? Oh, I have yeah. to say, before I jump into the adult, uh, I can remember one of my most embarrassing and least favorite costumes from when I was a kid. Nineteen ninety four. I went as Steve Urkel, which Aww. basically I'm not black, so it was just looking like I was dressed up like a nerd. Um, adult-wise, though, I think the first time I ever really went out and did something I was a fandom was the year, it was only a couple years ago, actually, because I stopped doing Halloween for a while, and now I'm back into it with cosplay and everything else. Uh, I think when I did my Shaun of the Dead, because I, awesome. I, I put a lot yeah. of detail work into that shirt. Yeah. Like, I freeze-framed Shaun of the Dead and when I would put the blood splatter you, you if you look at the shirt you can't really tell but I know I tried to mimic exact spots of where the blood splatter was on the shirt compared to the movie because I wanted it to be almost exact that's awesome and to anybody else it just looks like a bloody shirt but yeah. to me I know the detail you know that it's <laughs> accurate yeah how about you Bill we can do it for Halloween when we did the okay. heroes and villains, yeah, my Elphaba costume. That was amazing. I know, and I feel so bad because I let you down because I was going to do Glenda. I know. But I didn't Probably get around to doing it. Well, I couldn't find a white suit. Feel this city. And I did... <laughs> I wanted to say I did the hard part, but I didn't have to find a white suit. I just had the, you know, black pants, black shirt, and then just had to paint my entire self green. It was very precious, though. You made a really good Elphaba. Yeah, it's like... It was the beginning. It was like in spring, but it was, it was April. Kind of, it yeah. was April. We were already past like Easter, and finding a white suit for a guy at like Goodwill not a really easy task. So, so I thought I was like, oh, that should be cake. It's springtime. Yeah. Everybody's gotta have them. Nope. nope. Yeah. <laughs> I was truly melting by the end of the night, though. Oh, yes, yeah. you are. You can understand that. <laughs> Even with all oh, the sure. work that I put in, you know, powdering my makeup and spraying on the sealer. Nope. After three and four hours, I was just starting to like. It was starting. You were truly melting. Yep. Um, I just recently actually. So we have uh, the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair around here, and um, we decided to go a couple weekends ago, and four of us decided to go as seasonal fairies. 
So I... Fairies? Fairies. Sorry. Fairies? Sorry, did I say that? Did I say, sorry. Fairies? Fairies. Sorry. <laughs> Every once in a while, my Western New York accent, like, throws <laughs> in there. <laughs> um, so I was summer, and uh, I spent a long time trying to figure out one how to attach flowers to my hair because my hair doesn't like anything you just gotta go Um, to san francisco yeah right (laughs) they just naturally go in your hair as soon as you go in (laughs) thank you for the ding at least you got the reference Um, but it was, I mean, it was a lot of fun, but we, we put a lot, a lot of work in there, but I just went, like, I was really lucky that I already had a corset and, and everything. So it was just like gypsy skirts and a corset and wings that I probably should have thought twice about wearing prior to being in a crowded walkway because, um, we had a count by the end of it of how many times we smacked people in the faces with our wings. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, I can see that happening at Ren Fair. It's kind of tough to maneuver. Actually, that reminds me of one of my earlier costumes. So the first time I ever cosplayed at, like, a con was Otakon. I think it was, like, 14? 14, probably. Um, but we did in Yasha because that was what was big at the time. And, um... (laughs) And Joel was in Yasha, and I did Sango, and she had a giant boomerang that was taller than me. And I made it out of, like, paper, you know, like, I I did, like, a, it was a very flimsy boomerang. And it was dying by the end of the weekend, because it was outside in the heat, summer heat of Otakon. Um, And, like, that thing, I was hefting it on my back, the like, this giant boomerang on my back the entire weekend, and, like, trying not to knock it into everyone. It was such a... (laughs) I gotta say, I think my my first really big fandom one that I put a lot of effort and time into is I went as Hush uh, from. Nice. I was actually just thinking about that when I did when I did that one because you went as Hush, and it was like it was one of the first Halloween parties I went to that you had. You're walking around. I walked in, and your face lit up because I went, "Hey." Nice hush costume. Yeah, and I was like, somebody got it. Because I did it two-part. I actually had my head fully bandaged up, Uh just like the original story. And then I took my bandages off halfway through the night, and it looked like the Jason Todd hush face. I had my domino mask. I actually still had hair at the time, which I dyed black and had a huge white streak through my hair. Nice. So he he did a great job of looking like Jason Todd. And nobody at that party knew who the hell he was. Except my, I was like, you and my one roommate yeah. at the time. I, that walk, was I walked in and said, hey, that looks fantastic. You look just like Hush. And he hugged me and was like, somebody knows who I am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, do, I do know the one costume that's been more recent that I'm most proud of. Because I put a lot of work into it and I think it turned out fantastic. And I'll just show the picture before oh, yeah. I say who it is. Yeah, is uh, is Ben is Shredder because it is yeah, a yeah, podcast. That's awesome. So I, I said it was going to show up before I said what okay. it was, but I went as the classic cartoon version of Shredder. That's awesome. And I put nice. a lot of work into that costume, and not only did I wear it at Halloween, I wore it cosplay for my first time at a con. I wore it to Wizard World Philadelphia, and I got constantly stopped. That's to awesome. take pictures with people. Oh, it's nice. a fantastic suit too. Yeah, yeah. and I, I'll break that out again one year. Just do I have to, to say, wear it again. I have to say, going back to what Rob and TJ were just talking about, about not recognizing uh, what you're dressed as, 
There is nothing more heartbreaking as a child going up and trick-or-treating and the person going, and what are you supposed to be? <laughs> oh my god, that's so true. Well, you, <laughs> years, like, Does it matter? Please give me your camera. I know. <laughs> years ago, when, uh, before the X-Men movies came out, to show you how long ago this was, my father opens the door and there's this little six-year-old, okay, dressed as Wolverine in the yellow costume. <laughs> and my father looks down and... I'm a second generation nerd. My father introduced me to everything I'm into. My father looks down and goes, Oh my god, there's a great Wolverine costume. The kid looks up. Kid didn't eat any candy at that point. <laughs> the kid was just was so dejected because nobody knew who he was. Aww. The mother comes up and hugs my father and goes, You made his night. <laughs> Somebody recognized him. <laughs> that's super cute. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I think we'll move into our last topic before we close out for the night. And uh, the last one here is, like, last year we did talk about some of our favorite Halloween traditions. But uh, I thought it'd be kind of fun to for people to think real quickly, if you guys could create a new Halloween tradition, what would it be? Smack a moron. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed to punch one child that comes to your door now. No, 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 no. no. It, 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 so you go, as an adult, you can go into work. You can go up to the person you don't that, that gives you the most problems. You go trick or treat, and no matter which one they pick, you get slap and uh, a slap on across the face. Because so it's a treat for you and a trick for them. <laughs> so maybe it's 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 maybe it's the idea of bringing back the trickster mentality on Halloween. Yeah. I I have one that I'm actually looking to start, and I don't know when I'm going to do it because I won't be able to do it this year, unfortunately. Yeah. But with my projector and outdoor screen the way my apartment is set up is i have a driveway that goes between my building and the next one and what i really like to do is set up the screen in the driveway up towards the front of the house and just show movies like hocus pocus and charlie brown Mm -hmm. just so kids have something else to do while they're walking around so they wanted to stop if they they wanted to stop and hang out for a little bit and just watch a movie for like a little table out with like hot cider and stuff like that hot cider or like hugs juice packs and stuff like that just so they have a little rest in between their their trick-or-treat and everybody's like stay away from the creepy man that's trying to watch you (laughs) uh, show you movies (laughs) (laughs) this is not how we work anymore the tradition of keeping halloween on fucking halloween because, and I understand, I understand that it's easier on the weekends, but, but there was matter. nothing more man. awesome than going to school in your costume, coming home, waiting the like hour and a half, and then going back out because it was, it was Halloween night and you knew that was trick-or-treating. Yeah, I don't like the whole let's change the, oh, well, it's more convenient. No, We're going to schedule it for this Saturday. Yeah, no, yeah, it's no. the 31st. Or Sunday afternoon. No. That's Halloween. Halloween night. Bam. And Halloween doesn't end and when it gets night. dark out. Yeah. It is, you stop trick-or-treating when the last lights in your neighborhood turn off. Mm-hmm. And that's then you get in the car and drive to the new neighborhood with the lights still on. Yes. Because yes. so that's what we always did. Oh my god, And before it too. got dark, you go to the mall because stores were giving yeah. out yes. candy, candy too. How you about, did that when it was still light out, and then when the sun went down, then you hit your neighborhood. How about it's totally okay for adults to also trick-or-treat if they're in costume? <laughs> That'd be awesome. I think that would actually yeah. be great yeah. to see. Because you know what? On Halloween night, I'm usually doing nothing. 
Yeah. Like the Halloween parties, I think most friends go out there well, nowadays. We can't even hand out candy at our place because we're on a main road. Nobody's going to come to our house. You don't even have a sidewalk like, in front of you. Yeah, so, yeah. It's we, not yeah. safe to yeah. try. Like, if, if did, a kid was walking out front, I'd be worried for them. I live in an apartment <laughs> complex. Uh, two years ago, I was home on Halloween because it was like a Wednesday or something. Yeah. My wife was out at a rehearsal. I bought a bag of candy. I put a little note on my door that said, you know, hey, you can stop here for trick-or-treating. Saw nobody. And I, the problem I get with that now is, too, is because, Rob, as you mentioned, you know, people nowadays take their kids in when it gets dark. They take them out early. I'm not even home from work yet Yeah, yeah. before it gets problem. dark. So there's, I have nobody that comes to my door when yeah. I get home on yeah. Halloween And night. it's not like there aren't Because the parents my, are already taking them in. And it's not like there's not kids in my development. Yeah. I almost hit six of them just driving <laughs> home today. I mean... Yeah. No, that's very true. I would like to see, actually, if there was a new tradition, you know, like around Christmas time where you drive around certain developments and they have the little bags of, with the candles lit? Oh, the, yeah. That if streets would start doing, lining their streets with, like, jack-o'-lanterns. Like, that would yeah. be super cool. Like, like where you have, like, bags again, but, like, this yeah, kind of orange yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Something that, that like, really kind cool. of... The luminaries, that's what, yeah. 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 The lum- Halloween I, I, light displays. I see people do that now. Yeah. I like, and I yeah. love Yeah, they just they change it. their Christmas lights as they get closer to each holiday. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> no, I honestly, I've been really concerned. Well, no, there's there's actually a set that I'm really considering buying this year for the house, which is there are LED lights that have a app for your phone, and they're meant to stay up year-round. And you say, hey, look, it's Valentine's Day, and it changes everything to a Valentine's Day color scheme. Hey, it's Halloween. Oh God, Day. Really? Yeah, yeah, I would buy them too. Yeah. They're yeah. expensive, but I buy. Like, but you would yeah, never but if have you figure to, you never have to take them perfect. down, and, yeah. you, and you can use them that for multiple holidays. Yeah. What about Definitely. a holiday tree? Okay. A year round. Oh, I have a friend who has a, an artificial evergreen. Yeah. And she leaves it up all year round, and every yeah. month it gets totally decorated in a new scheme. I love the Halloween. I trees don't that have. Do. I love Halloween trees. Well, understand Yes. And plus, our, our cat our cat likes to eat our our, our artificial Christmas totally tree. So my my tradition is to to actually do away with the tradition, and it's the tradition of bars having costume contests for the best costume. Because if you go there and you spend a lot of time on your costume, you know you're not going to win because some slutty nurse is going to win. This is true. Yep. Oh, Rob had that happen one year. That really, really upset really, me. I, I, I that remember was, that night. The zombie costume. Yeah. I know. I had the one where I had my eye ripped out. It was out, a really bad zombie costume. And they picked, like, some there was this slutty chick- Frankenstein, I think. Yeah, like, she, she basically just did some makeup and was basically wearing what? Like, boobs. She was wearing boobs. boobs. <laughs> and that was it. And that yeah. was it. Like, there was no part of her costume. And I'm like, like, oh. you know, like an hour and a half worth of like prosthetics. Yeah. So let's, let's extend this. Instead of doing away with just the, you know. Actually, you know what? Ban of slutty costumes. Yes. yes. Exactly. The idea that, that women that's all they can dress up at. That's is, fair. Because if you totally look at fair. all of the Halloween costumes right now in the store for women, it is short dresses, sexy this, sexy, sexy this, yeah. the sexy yeah. Harambe costume with the banana purse. The, I'm no, not no, joking. No, no, no. no, no the new one yeah. is the sexy Ken Bone. 
or, or the sexy or the, There's this sexy or the Ken sexy Bowen Donald costume. Trump. Like just what the not fuck? do it, but like just do away yeah. with that is the norm. I and, I, and I think if you're gonna do the costume contest in bars, you do a sexiest costume and then an original costume. If that's yes. yeah, if you can't because if you don't know how to separate, yeah, like you shouldn't then do just a costume separate it completely. Or, yeah, or just, yeah. I mean, obviously, you're not gonna do away with all sexy costumes. Like, yeah. there's a lot of superheroes that are also sexy in costume. Yeah. No, no, so, fair enough. I, I do agree with God. you on that. That's terrible. That's Ken terrible, Bone. TJ. It doesn't sex- even look like a Ken Bone costume. It just looks like well, a... No, oh. it's got a red sweater. <laughs> I'm not so saying terrible. it's good. I, I think the biggest thing that needs to happen to Halloween is forget the modern day traditions and go back to the original traditions. Mm-hmm. Trick-or-treating at night. Yeah. You know, and just... Well, the problem... But everybody's... The world is so PC now and everybody's so worried about... No, it's not, it's not PC. It's paranoia. Yeah. yeah. Our generation is paranoid. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's very true. It is. Yeah. It was like, you know, that was one of the things that was the, like our favorite holiday next to Christmas. Mm-hmm. It was like, I get to go out and dress up and be out all night mm-hmm. long and get candy. Have a blast. And, doing and, 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 you know, I'm not saying don't go out with your kids or anything, but, you know, because my father went out with me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My folks okay. went out with me. Too. Oh yeah, I never went out trick or treat by myself. I was always with my parents until I reached a certain age, like you know, like when we were like, a little older, like yeah, twelve sure. to like 14. we went with a group yeah. of kids. But that's I mean, I can't know. tell you how excited I am. So I, we're so my husband and I are very lucky. We get to go to Disney World for Halloween night, and we get to go yeah. to the big party for Halloween night, and they have trick or treating. I get to wear a costume and go trick or treating for oh, the first time in probably awesome. like seventeen years. That sounds kind of amazing. I that's am really looking cool. forward to that more than anything because that so just is that's cool. so Halloween. That that is just Halloween night to yes. me. And what really sucks amazing. about it too is nowadays because of the world being so paranoid, as, as TJ put it, is that you know parents take their kids out now during the day and then they're in by the time it's nighttime. Where you know. if any of us were to go out and try and relive Halloween, Halloween. Get done up in costumes and go out at night. Nine one one. What's your emergency? Yeah, we're looked at as like criminals and such because yeah. we're out after dark in costumes. Uh-huh. Like mm-hmm. you're too old for this. No, Bless it's you. you're just too pent up and mm-hmm. with a stick up your ass to accept it. Yeah, it's kind of sad, but yeah, I would like to see because like we, I think one of the things we talked about it was like last year the for our first Halloween episode we ever did was like is Halloween dying? And while I don't think it is. I, I think it's, like, our generation is the one that's kind of responsible for somewhat kind of shooting in the ass, and it kind of feels like it's, like, limping along. Oh. I think it's our job to also fix it, though. Yes. Like. Um, on the note of new traditions for Halloween, it, this isn't a new one, but it's the one we've been doing um, for a long time now, is the horror movies once a week, like, type of thing. So we've been doing horror movie Sundays in October for years now. I don't know how many. Uh, I would say at least maybe six, seven years. Uh, yeah. Like every Sunday in October, we watch like, horror films. And I mean, we scaled it back. <laughs> like I know we didn't do it last year, but like I, it was, it was nice. I've watched more horror movies that way than I ever have before, and honestly, it helps like kind of get you in that like Halloween zone. Like, oh, the it's Halloween. Oh, this time. is yeah. the first year that I haven't done it, but for the past five years before this, I was watching a horror movie a night. I know a couple of people. Yeah, who do the 31 days of yeah. Halloween. And, cool. every and I would I like always that. try, I would watch I like a couple. I that type of tradition, though, because it gets you in that, like, excitement for Halloween. And there was a couple that I always rewatched every year because I loved them, but for the most part, most of the ones I watched, I tried to watch new ones I had never seen before. Now, how about for our fledgling movie theater industry? Why don't they actually do that over Halloween season? 
And, and that's more about getting rights to the film to the show. Thing, yeah. Well, you know, well, there's so many that gets the- expensive. Well, there's so many theaters though. On all honesty, like look at places like movie taverns that day, and like Alma Draft houses that are cropping that's up, true. Yeah. where they do classic cinema the nights. The retro theater, so they yeah, should the do Halloween ones. Mm-hmm. They well, should. I, I saw Evil Dead one and two at Alamo Draft House on original 35 millimeter, and it was oh, amazing. Wow. Yeah, I saw that in a little a rundown theater in New Jersey years and years ago. I've seen Evil Dead's one, two, and three back to back, all in 35 mil. Yeah. And it was amazing. Yeah, uh, but I would love to. I would love to see a lot of theater chains say, "Screw it!" You know, a lot of their projectors are digital, and just talk to a couple of film distribution things, and like, we're gonna do this across our entire chains. That on Halloween night, at least, like where they can do like an entire horror movie thing, like, or maybe like the week of Halloween, show the original classic Universal monster movies throughout yeah. the course of the week. That would be amazing to see. Yeah, I would especially love currently because they're trying to reboot that ideal. Yeah. They're really they're trying really, to... Well, they're not it. trying. They are. Well, it's, they are, yeah, but they're trying to get... Cast, they're trying to get... Franken, or Wolfman has been oh, cast. Lord. <laughs> and they're <laughs> all connected now, too. Yeah. Well, we'll see how that one goes. They've yeah. tried that a couple times now. So, well, all right. With that, let's get into our ending segment here. And uh, as if you're new to this show, normally this is uh, what we do is the murder, fuck, kill at the end of the episode. Last episode, Mary fuck, fuck, um, yeah, murder, fuck, kill. Sorry, that's a little more twisted. Yeah, uh, Mary, yeah, Mary, fuck, kill. Um, but uh, last month we started something new, which was own ride destroy. Uh, so we're gonna throw them in every once in a while, and we decided to stick with that again for this month. Um, and this own ride and destroy was very Halloween centric, being the possessed car Christine from Stephen King. Uh, Daredevil, which is the Headless Horseman's horse, or Winifred Sanderson's broomstick from Hocus Pocus. Uh, I was trying my best to think of some interesting ones for Halloween, I think this was the best I could come up with. Good job, Rob. These so, are good. <laughs> so I figured, why not? So, uh, let's start tonight with... Actually, no, we'll start with Aaron tonight. Okay, cool. Before she uh, starts, should we ask a clarifying question? Oh, yes. here we go again. <laughs> yeah. Every time is with Car- the clarifying questions. Is the carry car trying to... Is the Christine car trying to kill us? You have control of it. Okay. Okay. So, like, all of these things, because they're kind of instruments of evil, Yeah. you have control of them. Okay. Just checking. Cool. And if you destroy them, well, they may potentially attempt to fight back, but yeah. you more than likely will still destroy them, so. Okay. So, I would destroy the Christine car, uh, just because, no, it's a car, <laughs> and no. <laughs> um... I would ride Daredevil, uh, but I would own the broom because flying. Right? <laughs> I mean, granted, I, I don't think I can go on hollowed ground with it, but I'm pretty sure I can find other places to fly to. Fair <laughs> enough. Awesome. Bill. This is a tough one. Um, I really want to go with, I, I want to go with the safe route and say I'm going to own Winifred Sanderson's broom, but I also don't want to go safe. Um, I, I, I can't kill Daredevil because like, you know, even though it's animal like, cruelty, it, exactly. <laughs> I can't kill a horse. Aww. We're not in France. I can't kill a horse and then eat it. <laughs> uh, so I think I'm going to ride Daredevil. Um, I'll just get that out of the way. Uh-huh. So it comes down to, you know, which ride am I going to destroy? Am I going to destroy the broomstick or am I going to destroy the possessed car? I think I'll actually destroy the broomstick and own the possessed car. Okay. Just have people, you know, take a ride and be like, come on, I'll give you a ride in my car. 
It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> so you didn't pay for gas. <laughs> I drove and you didn't cover tolls. <laughs> Um, cat. Um, mine is actually the same as Aaron's. It's I don't. I have actually never. I don't say I haven't seen a lot of Stephen King, so I've never even seen Christine in a thing. And um, I want to ride the pony, and <laughs> I want to fly the broom. Okay. But I want to own the broom because I would rather just ride the pony once. I don't want to take care of it. I don't want to deal with like finding stables. You don't for want. Daredevil you don't, you don't want, and... want to know what rent is. It's the stable. Of yeah, the that band. shit is expensive. Yeah. Exactly. I don't want to do it. And with who that. knows what this undead horse eats? Right. Where's <laughs> a broom? Look, I got a closet. I'm fine. Well, like no, that's if, easy. If you're going by the movie, the horse lives in a tree. Oh, it's not technically undead. Oh. It's a demon. It's a it's demon a horse. Yeah. It's a demon horse. Yeah. Yeah, but like, I mean, you know, look at the injuries that riders can face just with a regular horse. Like, what ones would you be dealing with with the demon horse? And I'm talking accidental injuries, not like you know the thing's not trying to kill you, but like it got spooked from it's a something. Demon horse. What the hell spooks a demon horse? That's see, a, that's the, what's terrifying. See the thing with the headless <laughs> horseman. Churches, lots and lots of churches. <laughs> he didn't have to worry. Donald Trump. He didn't oh. have to worry about getting thrown from his horse because he didn't have a head to break him. his neck. Yeah, so like I'd be like, so one ride, I'd be fine. But you got a point. Even that, Superman wasn't get... safe, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna make a Christopher Reeve joke, and I didn't want to. TJ, wait before. Can I ask a clarifying question? No, because let me tell you, if the car's still trying to kill me, then that's an easy decision. You destroy the car. Okay, but if I've got control you, of the you, car... It was just a joke. Yeah, no, I was no, being no, smart enough, so you don't have to go into but, it. But I'm going into my thing now, so quiet. All right. Uh, but if the car's under my control, of course I'm going to own the car, because then I can feed people to it, and who's going to buy that the car ate somebody? True. Yeah, no True. Oh, uh, where's that annoying guy that kept pushing, that kept pushing old ladies? Oh, who the hell knows? Why is there blood dripping from your hood? Oh, because the car ate him. <laughs> um, I'd ride the horse because demon horse or not, I I would have a really hard time killing a horse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let, let's I'm be honest. Like it's like I can't. Like you would just look at me, and I'd have to be looking in his eyes, going. I know you're a demon and you're evil, but I'm sorry, I can't kill you. Uh, and then I'd destroy the broom because I probably could do it fairly easily. <laughs> Snap. Yeah. Hey! It's pretty simple. The epic destroy. battle. <laughs> ben. All right. So to anybody who has seen Christine, you know, you know that Christine can be destroyed. It was compacted down into a cube. Therefore, Christine has got to go. It's the one thing I know I can destroy for sure. I'm going to destroy it. I'm going to take care of it. Daredevil, I would own. I would not ride. I would breed. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really smart idea. Holy shit. I would breed Daredevil into multiple demon horses (laughs) and sell those puppies off. You could win the triple crown like year after year. Yes, you could. Which also means that I would ride Winifred Sanders' broom, Sanderson's broom, because Quidditch. Aww. 
that'd be well spoken. Witches Quidditch would be awesome. And if you own the Sanderson broom, you could charge admission. Mm-hmm. Yes, but I make more money off of breeding demon horses. Yeah, yeah you would. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Uh, actually, for me, um, I gotta say right off the bat, I'm also destroying Christine. Um, because, again, owning that, yeah, you do own a possessed car. You know you own a possessed car. And you do go to sleep, and the car can still go off and do other things. And when you have a vehicle that's registered in your name, <laughs> bad things usually happen. So, um... With your luck with cars, too. Actually, no, no, yeah, if I own the car, the car would just die by itself. <laughs> I'm really it's good true. with that. Like... You had a streak there. What what happened to Christine? Oh, we gave, we signed the papers over to Rob. It, was, it broke down in a week. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're all forget forgetting that at the end of Christine, even though the car is crushed, the it's radio so turn the radio turns back on. It's yes, and then the cube bounces around. Boing, 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 boing. But also, too, if you owned Christine, Christine not only was evil, it turned its owner evil. That's true. So I'm assuming if you have any of these objects, you're probably a bad guy. More than likely, but maybe not. I mean, demon ponies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, again, you ride Winifred Sanderson's broom, because, again, that just sounds like an awesome, awesome night. But more than likely, though, too, after doing that once or twice, I'm like, holy crap, I'm up really fucking high. I don't know how, feel, how stable I feel if, like, I'm... Again, just on a broomstick. So stable. It'll be awesome. <laughs> Does Winifred Sanderson's broom allow you to make people sing at a par- at a party? No. No, that's no. just that her. Was her ability, that's, right? That's, yeah, yeah right. that's just her so ability. Yeah, yeah, the broom had people had the ability to make people spontaneously start singing. I might own the broom. That's what I mean. I might have changed yeah. it, but I'll stick with mine. No, because yeah. remember, she grabbed the broom from the closet. It was just a modern broom because it was the only one they had left. Oh, that's right. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, one of them got a vacuum cleaner. And a vacuum cleaner. Yes, yeah. yeah. Mary got Kathy the vacuum cleaner. Yep. Um, but yeah, you have to own Daredevil. Because one thing that we didn't bring up with Daredevil is, even in the Disney movie, when that thing was charging, the horse breathed fire. That's right. That, who wouldn't want to own a horse that could breathe fire and live in a tree? You hey, probably hey, don't I, have to feed it. Or if you did have to feed it, you could probably just feed people. I mean, feed it the local crazies. It's... Or, you know, like, it's like, hey, where is it? It's probably in its tree taking a nap. Whatever. That sounds but terrible. Like, could you imagine, though, in the middle of the night, you're like, I really have to go to the store and I don't feel like buying gas. Take the demon horse out. Who's going to stop you? <laughs> Who is going to stop a random person on a demonic horse that's and breathing actually, fire with so, glowing red in eyes? Some of the, uh, Most people are probably never going to fuck with you. Yeah, In some of the legends, too, it would float over things. Like yeah. It floated over a canyon and so. It was. It had supernatural abilities. The yeah. horse was as strong as the horseman as well. So it was. But yeah, I, I gotta say, you, you definitely go with evil, twisted, fire-breathing, red-eyed horse that lives inside trees. Because mm-hmm. why not? A broomstick. But I said I was gonna ride the broomstick. I didn't say I was gonna <laughs> destroy the broomstick. I'm still riding it and enjoying it. But yeah, you own the demonic horse. And I really like the idea of breeding. Of breeding, breeding exactly. <laughs> because I did not think of breeding. I was yeah, just thinking of feeding people. Because yeah, because exactly. Sell the horse, Kentucky Derby. I mean, you win the races with your own with with Daredevil, and you sell off his spawn. Yep. So perfectly fine. And if it breaks my back and I fall off the horse, 
I'll have enough money for robot legs. So <laughs> everything will be fine. Make the robot legs out of the crushed Christine and you're good. <laughs> then I have demonic legs yes. and a demonic horse. And a demonic horse. And every once in a while, the leg will try to kill you. Probably. It sounds about right. But hey, it's fine. Even Bender was evil when in what was it, Futurama the Honking episode. I think they called it. Um Aww. All right, well, that was episode 31. That was our Halloween episode for this year. Um, it's always fun getting to do this one because I always love to see what we come up with. I'm, uh, I would assume by next year we'll start recycling some of the ideas from past Halloween episodes because I think we've had four or five of them total. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it'll kind of probably be a best of. But, uh, but yeah, uh, let's get around the table real quick. Everybody talk real fast about what you're currently working on or what you're doing, if there's anything special, what you got coming up. Or maybe actually, you know what? We'll keep it even more simplistic. What are you going to be for Halloween? That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Ben? Oh, so we're not doing any cheap plugs? Well, you can plug, you can, but then you what you're going to be for Halloween. Plug. Oh, okay. Uh, well, as Robin mentioned, this is now this podcast is now on the Next Level Podcast Network, nextlevelradioonline.com, uh, in which there are a number of different podcasts there. You can follow me on Twitter at NXT Level Radio or me personally at NXT Level Ben because I'm sure the next podcast will not be up by the time it comes up. But if you are in the Georgia area... I will be in Atlanta at Heroes and Villains, uh, moderating a couple panels and hopefully doing some interviews. So if you're in the area and you're going to the con, stop out and see me, say hi, and all that great stuff. Um, I'll let you mention the podcast we do together, too. But my Halloween costume this year is, I'm going as my new obsession, I'm going as Jay Garrick, the, the classic JSA version of The Flash. Okay. Yay. Nice. Uh, so I'll throw out just my Halloween costume. I am doing Poe Dameron from nice. Star Wars Force Awakens. And he's going to be a bit steampunked as well. Oh, cool. So that's kind of cool. cool. That's yeah. awesome. So steampunked up Poe Dameron. Yep. And your And your, your girlfriend is going as BB-8. BB-8. Oh yep. my god, that's, <laughs> oh, that's going to be great. Oh. Finishing touches will be done this week. Cat, what are you doing? Cute. I'm going to be Captain Malcolm Reynolds. Gonna be awesome. Captain Tight Pants. Captain Tight Pants, yeah. <laughs> and do you have anything else special going on too in the realm of books? Um oh in December, yeah, I guess this was just uh, announced, but December third for people who happen to be in the Chester County, Downingtown area, I'll be at a local author's day at um Downingtown Library. So it'll be signings and books for sale, but also um a round table discussion with about I think fifteen local authors. So it should be fun. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Erin. Uh, my Halloween costume this year is going to be a Lady Captain America, 1940s Yay. style. Very cool. And you're going to be doing that in Disney? Yes, I am. Oh so <laughs> so Disney, awesome. so Captain America ears have been purchased. So, yeah. yeah they're super cute, too. Thank you. Awesome. TJ. I have no cheap plugs. Just <laughs> uh, a cheap costume. I'll be going as um, Superman from the recent Truth storyline where he was powerless and reduced to jeans and a t-shirt. <laughs> Pretty much it was. Honey, I'm not can you kidding. please dress up for Halloween? Okay, I'll do this. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You can look it up. The only thing that would be worse is if you wore one of those cheap plastic masks with the elastic band behind it. <laughs> I was Superman fighting one. <laughs> and as for me, uh, you can, like I said, as Ben mentioned, this podcast is now part of the Next Level uh, Radio family now. And that's nextlevelradioonline.com, where our other podcast is also there, which is. Me and Ben every week get together to talk about the DC TV shows, namely specifically, and Gotham, Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, and DC's Legends of Tomorrow. 
that podcast posts usually every Sunday night. Uh, and uh, you can always find more information about that over at facebook.com slash DC Primetime. If you want to find out more about this show, you can always head over to facebook.com slash caffeine crew. Uh, and always, we want to say a special thanks to DJ Cutman and Game Chop Records for our intro and outro music. Uh, the mid-song that you heard today was by The Key of Awesome, and that is the Modern Monster Mash. And uh, we'll see you guys in November, and have a great month. Bye. Happy, Happy Halloween. Halloween. Goodbye. Goodbye.